Welcome to Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 43. I am Dave Z. I am here with the gang. Uh, first of all, we got Mr. Christian, a.k.a. Captain Croninterd, a.k.a. Chrome Dome, or... <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, and you, you <laughs> froze on me right away. The second we hit record of this thing, you guys you... are freezing up like cinema attack. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have Mr. New Blood, aka Brandon Don't Breathe, aka the King of Ever Wing. <laughs> aka down to one podcast again. <laughs> Wait, is that a joke that I'm off this one or that cinema attack's over? <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm uh, going to be losing a lot of friends over this Everwing thing. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord, oh. Everwing. <laughs> that was funny, though, because somebody wrote, why do I keep getting this spam from Brandon? And Christian just responds, because he's an asshole. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was the funniest response. But the truth of the matter is, I play that game, and it makes you, like, every time you want to play, you have to challenge a friend. It's stupid. I don't want to annoy friends. I'm just playing this, like... Playing in bed, playing it at night. It's like, all right, who haven't I challenged yet? <laughs> you know what I do when I lay in bed at night? I masturbate. Yeah, I play with something else, right? <laughs> exactly. You're you're over there, a single guy. You you Funny enough, fucking... it's on Facebook too, but it's just <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> no, I masturbate while we record. When I go to bed, I like I to go play my everywhere. friends list. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh guys, um, what are we doing tonight? couple films right yeah yeah again kind of old and new right yeah we have to you know we have to thank our finnish friend yeah that's not a masturbation joke now this is literally marco (laughs) finish (laughs) you finish (laughs) on brandon's face (laughs) nice well see there's a good joke see marco thought about he's saying maybe you guys should do the review and finish and well, well they, maybe speak, we can. they speak better English than apparently the English. It's what? Like, well, yeah, there's Finnish, there's Swedish, but actually English is spoken uh, fluently there, and they're, they're supposedly well-versed, and they speak properly. For him to understand this, though, I think we have to do it like, Tonight we are reviewing pieces of talent. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And when Marco picked that film, he was like, All right, what's something that Christian lacks? Talent. <laughs> Pieces of talent. Let's let's have them may, cover that. May one. I bring up now? This is the second episode in a row. Last time it was the paper plate joke that he did on two separate shows. This time it's the pieces of talent joke that he's done on two separate shows. The paper plate <laughs> joke is still killing. It's still out there killing. Comedy. Uh, I met Bill Mosley recently, and he does in fact have a paper plate in his head. He said you were right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, can we get right into his new podcast, this guy? Uh, do you want to? Do you want I, to talk about I it? want to break it on down. It was I a great a... show. You know what? It, it was, was a good show. You know what? Charlene is amazing. I love her accent. Uh, it, it brings it brings something cool to the network, I think. Uh, I don't. And, and she's knowledgeable in films. And she's got some great picks, too. Not all yep. picks I would make, but great picks. Uh, Derek was funny. One of the best things he said was, I'm here as always with my two... Ho- always? It's so fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> <We> ha- <laughs> Derek gets some funny bloopers in there. Yeah. At one point, 
he meant to say it's the end of the episode when we're getting towards the end, and he said that's the end of Cinema Attack, and I said we're done already. <laughs> <laughs> we have to... So we have we have some gems of outtakes that are probably going to be longer than the episodes. Oh man, you guys should just let it roll, man. Forget forget second takes and, and nonsense. Wait. If you make a goof, the other guy's going to laugh at you, and that makes for uh, you know a good listen anyway. That's a lot. You released the first. That's not the outtake and blooper reel that you released. <laughs> We're I gotta listen again. Fucker. <laughs> Episode one is a blooper reel, just to prepare everybody for what's gonna happen next. <laughs> so yeah, uh, cinema attack. I, I, I wanted to say cinema blend. What is cinema blend? Is that another show or something? A better a show. Yeah. That's like a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, give me a venti of the uh, cinema blend. <laughs> yeah, like cinema, cinematography, cinema. Yeah, we did. I I actually had that was. The best part of it for me was our review. Considering all the technical issues we had, the review recorded in one take, and it just flowed perfectly. Just because, I mean, I felt like we had so much to say about it. Even Charlene was was being generous with it, even though she was just bored to death by this film. Yeah. We heard it. No, but Brandon was the voice of uh, familiarity, you know, when, when I listened to that podcast. Because Derek I've heard before, but not not the way I hear Brandon all the time. And, and, and of course, Charlene being new... Uh, no, I made for a nice listen. You know, I, I enjoyed it. My only concern is that too much shit gets spoiled on that show before Brandon does it on this show. Like with me, for example, we're doing Pieces of Talent tonight, right? Yeah. I've reviewed Pieces of Talent before, but it was way back in 2014 on Banana Laser. A lot of people that listen to this show never even listened to that show, and they don't even remember that. So it's all ancient. And like, you know, I did like my top 10 horror movies of all time once. But it was on Skeleton Crew. It was like two years ago. So it's not that current. So people that are just listening to this show can listen to that. And it, it's like new to them. They're not being spoiled for anything. Only problem is when, when people do more than one show at the same time, you risk that, you know, shit being spoiled. That's the only thing. Like uh, people have been talking about top five uh, non-horror movies on, on the on the page. You're aware of this one, right, Brandon? You weren't yeah, aware of the last well, one. Yeah, we went okay. over our top five. Yeah, this one I'm aware of. I'm not posting. I'm not posting because somebody asked us. Remember, we we put up the thing there for top twenties, you know, for our future twenty twenty shows. Yeah. That's one of the things people want to know: top twenty non horror movies. So I'm not going to go on there now and spoil it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. why do that? That's no fun. People want to listen to the show. And, and I lied about my five intentionally nice. because I knew we had that. <laughs> Good lie on that show. Tell the truth here. Lie there. It's fine. I mean, don't worry. As long as you got Charlene there. You'll be, the show will be fine because she has the the French connection, the female the brains. connection, <laughs> brains. People dig LeBron. it, you know. And, and it's great just to see Americans and the French get along again. I think this is the show to bring it all together. History, yeah. fuck itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're and and she gap. was worried. You guys were all worried about your accents, and you don't really have an accent, uh, Brandon. Charlene's no. accent was fine. It works yeah. perfectly. Oh, yeah. She Sexy. was very self-conscious. I said, don't worry. You're fine. You're French. You're female. You're intelligent in that order. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nice. Yes. Even the dogs like that one. Okay. <laughs> That's about the caliber of joke. Sorry, guys. It's that... going to be a wacky night tonight. That, yeah, must be a, that must be a French bulldog. It's actually a German shepherd. Oh, he, that's why he's barking. He heard the Jew talking. It's like, shut that Jew up. <laughs> he's going to start speaking German to it. Come, come, baby, come. Oh, shut up. Nine, nine, nine. That's all I know. I'm two to nine. 
Schnell, schnell. I know a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? that what are you I, speaking Arabian? What the <laughs> Arabian German. It's all the same shit to me. Arabian nights. Okay, anyway. Oh, he's singing. He's no, singing. Not. We always got to fit some soy. That's it. That's a Patreon plus a bonus. <laughs> Should be, man. I'll tell you what. Dave Z's voice is delightful. <laughs> th- if the Patreon people want that, I would put up a video of me singing requests. If that's what it takes to, to you know, to, to do something, some kickbacks to the Patreon people, then I will do it. Do I have $100, you... but I want to see a video of you doing Black Phillip. He has Black a Betty. video. Black Betty. Doing no, I Black want a full, oh. a full music video. I want you at different farms singing to different goats. Well produced. Yeah, give him well, milk in the goats while he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come up to Canada. Can you... <laughs> Let's Don't do it. Milk? <laughs> Christian can film it. I can come up to Canada. We can go to the spot where like the work is filmed, even. Oh, because we have better milk here. Yeah, it's and cheaper. Because <laughs> I need you to film. I was doing you a favor by me coming to you. Perfect. The witch was filmed in Canada. Remember? Yeah. Mambird. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, fucking again. That's right. <laughs> Mambridge engineer. <laughs> I'm Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Brandon, he could do voices. Yeah. He's a man of uh, many talents. Yeah, pieces of talent. Yes. <laughs> Jack of all trades, here. master of none. There you go. That's great. I love that line from the movie. David too. Long. Yes. <laughs> Are we hopping in? Oh, wait. We talked about another evil, too. We're doing another evil. Yeah. That's the new yes. movie. Yeah, we're doing the new movie because uh, Pieces of Talent was a, a Patreon request from Marco. So we're doing that as our old, although it's not that old. And another evil, brand new 2017, as the new. So that's what we're getting into tonight. Uh, we had something happen since the last show. We, we celebrated birthdays, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a Two birthday. <laughs> yeah, Christian had a birthday. We didn't do a birthday show, but we can at least say... It was our birthday. For my birthday, I cheated on my diet all day, and I and I watched a fish show. And uh, but this guy here, Christian, you did some shit. You want to talk about it? <laughs> for the third year in a row, although it wasn't on my birthday, it was a couple of days later. But on my third, uh, for the third year in a row, we went to uh, Blairstown and Hope, New Jersey, filming nice. locations, of course, for Friday the thirteenth. I can't get drink. tired of that place. I can't get tired of it. I mean, Hope really. I hope it's, it's a cute little town, very small township, but just for that cemetery thing. And, and it's great. It's on a kind of a busy road there, and I'm stopped at the side there. Christian, my son, got in there for a picture. And uh, people are, like, looking at us like we got two heads on because it is a cemetery. And you're probably wondering why the hell <laughs> we're trying to film or record there. But uh, no, one, no one gets uppity or anything. And then we didn't go to the camp. I was going to do the camp like I did uh, two years ago. But you can't get into it unless you want to infiltrate it. Like uh, I did because it's a working <clears throat> working camp. Uh, I did sneak just into the front there just to get the, the picture two years ago in front of the uh, um, the sign, the No BB School Skeety Boobity sign. Now I noticed most of those pictures were during the day. At night, did you go ahead and record Necromantic Three? Yes. Why necromancy? Yeah, why? Where did that come from? Because he was in the cemetery. I just assumed he dug up a body and (laughs) fucked it. (laughs) I'm thinking campsite, not secretary, not cemetery. (laughs) Secretary Secretary and cemetery. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck a secretary in a cemetery, right? (laughs) I can do any of that. (laughs) No, 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 no. I just drove home after that. (laughs) I just drove home. Yeah. Drove around. 
saw some yeah. shit, yeah. some cool that shit. You know? But yeah, I love Dave. There. And Dave, for his birthday, he got a new hip. Nah. <laughs> That's funny, man. You're old as shit. Not even close. I'm never gonna. No matter no matter what happens, I'm always gonna be younger than you. Trust me. Oh, I'm sick as a freaking dog. I, yeah. I almost died the other day, so I'm just glad to be alive. Oh, I'm glad you're alive too. Good yeah. God. Watch out, buddy. Come on. We're we gonna you. ease you off the show. It can't just be one show. You're not here. No, right? I'm, I'm getting killed off pretty much. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> killed off. But we're we'll writing you out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna Gordon myself right off the show. Don't but do not it. Right off, like again, over a couple of episodes. Oh, We've come good. so far. You can't yeah. leave now. Good God, man. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I wanted to shout out the other podcast. We have two new podcasts on the network, and the other one is with our homies, and it's uh, the Horror Mafia. So. No, I have I not had a chance to listen to this one yet. And I'm sorry, guys. It was because I was away, and yeah. it came out when I was away, and that was one thing. But I had to rewatch these movies for the show, so I will get to it. But I'm assuming, since it's three Italian guys, it's just like, hey, I'm more Italian than you. No, hey, I'm more Italian than you. Nah, hey, I'm more Italian than you. Am I right? Close? <laughs> I listen to it. It's a, <laughs> it's, lot of mus- it's a lot of musical breaks. Get to hear the whole version of Volare. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Joey always puts songs in, and I'm assuming yeah. Joey's producing this, but he puts songs in, in not always, but he does it on, De- on Death by Podcast as well. He puts, yeah. puts songs in there. No, so. I, I listen to the show, and I got to say, honest to be honest, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was great. <laughs> I, wish, I wish the visual, people could have said that, because it wasn't just the timing of the joke. It was the, the expression on your face was just fucking sold it. It was beautiful. No, I love that they started the same time we did, and yeah. to be honest, I think it must have just been something with that day because they had so much technical issues. Also, they rolled with it like champs, and honestly, I had a blast listening to to that show. <laughs> I really I can't did. Wait. did. You I listen, really Dave? Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and, yeah. and let's just say, besides, I said it's Joey. Besides uh, Joey Infante, our homie, we also have our other homies. We got Freeze in there, Mr. Don and Nelly. And, uh, and, and I'm really thrilled that we call him Freeze. He doesn't mind being called Freeze. He's okay with it. Uh, we got B Freeze and we got fucking BC. C. Yeah, BC, B- man. Fucking C. Yeah. He's on fire, much like the BC in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're just stealing my jokes, yeah. but that's fine. You but can making them funnier. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm like right, Robin Williams. <laughs> Speaking of BC on fire, has anyone heard from Moods in the last three weeks? <laughs> no, there's been no 22 shots shows dropped. I haven't heard uh, 105. Oh, wait, no, we were on 105, weren't we? <laughs> it's, still, it's still the funniest part of that show where he's like, man, I... It was an 18-hour drive. It should have taken us like three. We almost died numerous times. And like, JP's like, can we start the show? Like, can we get going here? Like, I mean, I mean, is your internet back up and running? I mean, that's all he cared about. I was like, what the fuck? That's like I was dead. That's JP. JP's a diva now, man. Yeah, fuck. Well, ever since Jerry interviewed him. What? I feel like Jerry made it, like, inflated his ego. And now JP's like a big diva. I love oh. JP. Oh, okay. Is this well, a shame segment? <laughs> I'm not shaming him. <laughs> no, I, I can't say anything bad about anybody on that show. No, it's fucking great. That's, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it is hilarious. Arnie, please, the but, ski conditions. Sorry, it just reminded well, me of that from The Simpsons. <laughs> Tell my wife I love her. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 
Well, I have to give JP credit because he knew that it was going to be a five-plus-hour show. He knew that it was going to be a real long show, and he's like, well, this is going to make this go another half an hour. He could have, in essence, scrapped the Friday the 13th uh, debate <laughs> just talked about moods instead, but... No debate. Jason Liv sucks. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not get into that, it again. That wasn't the debate. That wasn't even it. It wasn't but a anyway, debate. I barely yeah. spoke. <laughs> he's, talking about, he's talking about his fanboy. Right. It, it, it's It's been said. It's been said. So, uh... I watched Black Coat's Daughter the other day, and I showed it to my wife for the first time. Of course, it's like the fifth time I've seen it. And I got to tell you something. See, my wife likes Emma because she watches her with me on, you know, different things, uh, Screen Queens and freaking American Horror Story. So I said, yeah, you want to see this movie? Of course, I have to get an excuse to get her to watch a film. Like, hey, there's a film with Emma. It's really good. You want to see it? She's like, okay, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? And I got to find some way to just get it done. Yes. (laughs) You got to do it sometimes. There's a penis in this one, honey. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Go play Black Cox Five. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of Black Coat's daughter, Black Cox daughter. <laughs> so <laughs> that's got, how I fool. I've you. got ten of them. I don't support so, one. <laughs> so check it out, Sorry. though. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Whoo! Check it out. We're watching the movie. You know when we're seeing the film go as it normally goes, and then all of a sudden, you see Emma get off the bus. She, you know what I'm talking about? Because she's escaped from the uh, asylum. Yeah. Well, as soon as she, as soon as she sees this girl get off the bus and she starts walking, and it's Emma, she knows exactly what's happening in this movie. She goes, "Oh, that's so and so during so and so," you know, without spoiling. And you yeah. guys know what I'm saying, right? That's so and so during even... so and so. I I knew instantly too, and you know what? what? It, it makes perfect sense. It's um, it's very easy to tell. I really just because you see her. But here's the problem. I've heard people complain saying that they don't like the movie because it makes no sense because this one doesn't look like that one. Yet she sees it right away and, and says, "Oh yeah, that's her." That's how anyway. the movie works. I actually have no problem with that part. I know people None do at have all. an issue, but I but I didn't see it, Dave, either. I didn't see it until the the, re, the reveal at the end. I think when we talked about it on our show, I said exactly right. like, I'm like, oh. Right. I, I was the one dropping the knowledge on that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was all you. Yeah. yeah. It was just all... you. <laughs> I'll tell you, it took me a second view to figure it out, so I can't, I'm not going to say I knew anything, because I didn't. But, of course, yeah. I watched twice. Even after they spelled it out for you at the end. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Her only complaint about that film was the coincidence of the parents being there and not recognizing the girl. But I said, how do you know that they would know what the girl looks like years later? How do they even know if they've even seen this person? But I can't – let's not get into spoilers. I'm sorry. I just I, I just had to point that out, you know? And check it out. Speaking of my family, my nephew sent me a text. And you guys will get a kick out of this. I get a text a couple days ago, and I'm going to read it right to you. <clears throat> so I've been working overnights in the emergency room. Last night, a 20-year-old kid comes in. With a cut on his head. His name? Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> not <laughs> Thomas. Not Tom. But Tommy. I was so happy. <laughs> Can you was believe that, was that, that shit? Was that Jason Lewis, Tommy? <laughs> I don't know he's 20, maybe, right? <laughs> he ages that up. Yeah, so the guy came in and I asked him. I said, I go, did you ask him if Jason gave him the cut? And uh, he said, of course. And then he says, I got a, but I got a blank stare. I was so sad. (laughs) And then I Gordon myself. (laughs) That was the craziest opening I think we've ever had. Full head explosion, if I do say so myself. 
On the oh, if I have to rate the beginning of this show, full head explosion. <laughs> nice, nice. I got oh. my mild ear, nose, throat discomfort. <laughs> Are you listening back to Sinatra Attack in your headphones? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, did you see the thing? See, did you see that? Um, our friend sent us the picture back with the logo without the words on it, so we no, can actually make the that? shirt now. I, I forwarded to you earlier today. Did I get this email, or I'm not in the loop on this? No, because this isn't that, that wasn't front for you. This, or maybe I did send it to you anyway, because I tend to do you both at the same time. Oh, jeez, yeah, we you. love it. Hey, and we uh, appreciate you for it. Uh. <laughs> that means you have to be in the middle, though. So, like, I, I don't know. Would I be at the front or would I be the caboose? I, I just, I never know which one's best. I'll be anywhere. I don't care. I, I know you. <laughs> we know you. Dave's got ten <laughs> inches to go around. You want ten inches from me? You got to see me twice. <laughs> as long as we're saying full head explosion, we may as well talk about um. We have a a full head explosion on our Patreon, straight up. Because that segue. What a segue. Right. Somebody did Smooth. a full head explosion. What? Well, we'll get to it. We have tier ones here. We got our homie. We got Warren Money. Here comes the money. So he, he's in there. We Thank got you, the Warren. spooky. Yes, thank you, Warren. We have the Spooky Geek. Shout out to you, whoever you are. Spooky. Charlene. Love you, Spooky. That's Charlene? Charlene. Oh, très bien. Charlene. Yeah, thank you. Merci. Merci. Poutine. Amanda. Amanda Winklenick. One of our old homies from from the group page. One of our big fans. Thank you, Amanda. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And... James Cox, another homie that we're Thank familiar James. with. Thanks, James. Thanks. They're all in there. And then we have Speak of the Devil. I was just saying a couple shows ago what a cool cat he is. Sam Edwards came in. He's a, he's a tier three guy. So Sam Edwards has to pick out a film. Or or come on and crack wise with us. But Come on, Sam. You can do it. Yeah, nobody wants, it. nobody wants to crack wise. Can't get him on through a Skype session, let alone uh, a Cracking Wise segment on the show. So, in other words, he's going to pick a film. He's probably going to pick a film. That's fine. That's fine. And then our homies, 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, they donated to our Patreon. Yeah. Not as much as I donated to theirs, but thanks, 22 Shots. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, boy. Pretty close. Thanks, JP. Thanks, Moods. Thanks, other guy. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And they are, they're a tier four. They're a tier four. They're, not only are they a tier four podcast, <laughs> <laughs> they're a tier four Patreon. Tier four, tier four, tier four podcast. <laughs> they get to pick a trilogy. Yeah, so, 20, 22 shots of broke ass bitches. <laughs> so, yes, thank you, thank you. And now yeah, we actually got a full head explosion, which wow. is Holy tier shit. number six. And it's, Shouldn't that be top... tier one? That sounds so weird. How the best, t- like the biggest tier is six. It's just the mm. way it works, I guess, right? Wait, there's... well, because I figured one is the lowest, two is the, and it goes up and up and up. There's yeah. six. What happened to tier five? <laughs> there is a tier five. Nobody's got it yet, though. That's oh, okay. called. That's uh, called clickety clackety. Nobody's done that one yet. This is what that Dave puts is the best bargain, actually. <laughs> it is the best bargain, <laughs> right? Because you get everything, but yeah. But we got it a is. tier six. We got a fucking huge donation. This guy could do like pretty much, he can own us. I think he already yeah. owns Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can wear me like a puppet. 
<laughs> Maybe he will. His name is Matt Clark, ladies and gentlemen. So, well, well thank you, Mr. Clark, Mr. Matt. Yeah, Clark. thanks, Matt. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Thank you. Full head explosion. He's the ultimate headite. He's, is uh, that uh? I'm, and I'm being serious. Is that the Matt who always leaves us the messages? Oh, the um, the horror. Um, doesn't he have a nickname? Matt the horror Adonis. Adonis. I wonder if it is him. Look at this. Hmm. It could be. I mean, we never know his. I never knew his last name, but he's always leaving us positive feedback and good e- uh, voicemails or emails. And this yeah, is rated. Right. Does have to blow him? We never did finalize that. Who has to blow who? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So um, you're in for a treat, man. <laughs> so Matt gets to shoot. Matt gets to come on a show if he wants to and review anything he wants up to three movies. So he can come on and re- review whatever he wants with us if he wants that. If he wants, if not, guess what? The pressure's on for one of us. Because if not, I'll read it to you here because this is this this one bears reading actually. Uh, top notch, clickety clackety, full head explosion. Okay, you're the ultimate headite, and we love you. For this pledge, <laughs> you get a choice. You can either join us on a show to review whatever you want, three movie limit, or you can choose a solo cast from the host of your choosing about whatever topic you want. This episode can be aired to the public as a bonus episode, or it can be sent directly to you to keep. Maybe just I think he's going to put- unedited. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely gonna pick me. Think about the amount of, of uh, stuff he gets for the bargain. He gets an eight-hour podcast condensed into thirty minutes. <laughs> oh shit! It's like a speed freak. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be interesting to see what he picks. Let us know, Matt. But yeah, I, I'd love to have you on the show. But hey, yeah, solo cast is fine. Whatever you want. Yep, absolutely. But yes, guys, uh, if you want to take part in that. If you want to be, what are the name? We got to come up with the name for our patrons. Pops doesn't work. P O P's. We talked about it. They call patrons on the Patreon page. Patrons of Patreon. Pop. Does I, I don't know. They call them patrons. That's I like yeah, but I What do we call them? Yeah. You what got kicks. Like we got pops. Most of them we call cheap bastards. It's like dig a little deeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get. You it's donate, true. you still get shit on. It's true. Everyone does get insulted. If, yeah, they, if they donate, if they it's email. It's like a treat. True. True. Yeah. It's like Matt went to the top. It's like, Matt, that's not the top. <laughs> you could have gone even higher. There's no limit to what you could get. There's no limit. But listen, somebody somebody should give us information. Uh, what should we call it? What should we call the uh, these people? Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll work on that name. We'll work on that name. If you donate $60 a month, you can come up with the name. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to create a tier seven just for that. Yes. (laughs) Tier seven. (laughs) Never mind that we just blew Matt because he's the ultimate head. We're going to make it go a little further. (laughs) Okay, Matt, you want to pick it out? What's the name? You can call us patrons of Patreons. You can call us uh, headite homies, couple H's. You can call us whatever you want. How about the Hall of Headites? How about the Headite Hall of Fame? The Headite Hall of Fame. Doesn't have the ring as the head of hell, uh, Hall of Heads. How head about heads. the Hall of Heads? Hall of Heads. <laughs> <laughs> how we about just... we think of this off the air? Because I'm fucking going to say. Yeah, yeah, how about it? Yeah. So anyway, if you guys want to get involved in the Patreon, that's one way you can, you can support us. It's a monthly donation. Uh, it, it's www.patreon.com slash exploding heads. Also, another way you can support us is Horror Pack. Go to horrorpack.com slash go slash exploding heads. 
All of heads. And <laughs> fucking all the heads, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the all the heads. I think that's perfect. I, I pictured like a horror corridor with heads yeah. laying. You know, severed heads. The hall oh, of lots, heads. Lots of heads. Yeah, that's what he should call his his people. Horror corridor, so there's like heads scattered throughout the horror door. The horror door. The horror door. <laughs> We're making, making up, up words, words, words and numbers. It's a shortened title, yeah. Instead of calling it show the horror corridor, we should just change it to the horror door. <laughs> okay. Well, let's take a break and let's come back and, and, and do a movie. Unless you guys got something else you want to throw at us. No? Lick my muffin, you Ben Bummer. <laughs> Are we back? I don't know if we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. I said we were back. I think we've been back for about 10 minutes. Yeah, we're back. Are you back, Christian? Yeah. What's yeah, going on with my headphones here? You know, we didn't talk about the elephant in the room. And that's, oh you know, some some things that were brought to light in Dave Z's recent interview on uh, Kill the Cast. Some things oh, that yeah. were brought to light. And now, like, because of that, I am recording this episode with my ass firmly against the wall. Oh, <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to know what he's talking about, go back and listen to Kill the Cast. Nah, I, all, all joking aside, that was a great episode. That was a great interview. Wasn't it? Not because it, it was. was me, but it no, ended I, up. I, I, <laughs> it was, it was no, it was, it, it, was, it was great because it was you. I, I enjoyed JP's also. I think Jerry yeah. uh, has a good format going with these uh, interview shows. Yeah. You hear, you hear that, Jerry? It's your grab ass buddy. He wants to be interviewed next. <laughs> no, I don't want to be interviewed next, but but eventually. But it's you know it's like it's like going on Oprah. Everybody just opens up. Yeah. So anyway, are we gonna get into our first review? Are we Fucking gonna stop yeah. boring these people? Absolute. First movie, pieces of talent. Brandon, if you may be so bold. Yes. <laughs> so bold, I said. <laughs> I will be so bold. <laughs> pieces of talent, 2014, written and directed by Joe Stauffer. Written. Also by David Long. The story centers around Charlotte, a struggling young actress who can't catch a break. In an effort to support herself and her hopeless mother, Charlotte holds a job as a cocktail waitress. God, this is a long description. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. How's that? And, Even uh, <laughs> she witnesses an altercation outside the club, and that's where she meets David, and ultimately, David is a filmmaker, and the story develops from there. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm shortening up this description because it's basically the plot of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, and David's a little more than a filmmaker, I would say. <laughs> well, I mean, the opening scene establishes that this guy's a filmmaker. It's just, you know, yeah. what kind of films are, is he making? Exactly. Do you guys think that we had another inadvertent um, connection with these two movies like we did last time? Because I kind of think we do. I think it happened again. I think it worked out. I don't want to pause too long. I'm trying to think what it is, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm pausing for a long time. Okay. Clue. I think we have charismatic antagonists. That's what I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Yes. That really kind of, I don't want to say carry the film, but they're, you know, they're a major part of the no, film. No, you uh, You know what? I, I'll have no problem in saying it right now. I do think that not only are they charismatic, you're right about that, but I and I do think they carry the film. There's great supporting cast in, in both, but... David Long is phenomenal in this. Yeah. He really is. He's so charming. He's so likable and so evil. He's great. He's, you he's get the dead. sense that you're going to watch you're watching this film and it's going to wind up being like a Henry portrait of a serial killer, but it turns out to be so much more. It's 
satirical. It's it's funny at times. It's just absolutely gory as hell at times, and it's a love story. In a way, in a way, yeah. it's a love story. It's, it's, it's not a, in a way, in a way, it's the ultimate love story, don't you think? I. <laughs> oh yes, because of what happens ultimately. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I guess we could say it without being so, without actually coming out and spoiling it exactly. What I ultimately like about it, and that with you saying it being a love story, is something that that really puts it over the top to me. Is that at, at the end of the movie. This is something that we've kind of seen before, where somebody gets obsessed with somebody else, and one's an antagonist. And usually, when that love is not reciprocated after all the things they've done, it tends to play out a different way. Where in this movie, yes, right, that's what really puts it over the top to me is that it's different from other films we've seen. That's all. Yeah, because it, it it was almost done not for the the sake of having the love return, but for the sake of saving a soul, giving this person a a rebirth, and that ties in with some of the imagery, some of the the scenes of him, you know, posing almost like as a Jesus figure. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of depth in this film, and the look of the film is phenomenal. And Christian, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. But you guys <laughs> okay. fucking stop fucking talking. I'm that's why I stopped to ask if you're still there. <laughs> you can physically Stop see it. me here via the video. So, actually, I don't. I didn't have my Skype up right now. <laughs> oh, there you are. There you are. <laughs> there oh, it is. <laughs> no, it's Say great. It, I do have some questions on it. So I hadn't seen this one before, and I've watched it twice for the show. Uh, ah. Do I get to talk now? I just want to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> well, I think the listeners were enjoying what me and Dave were getting to. But... They always do. They always do that. I fuck it up. I, that's what I do. That's that's my contribution to the show. But <laughs> so he's an artist, the antagonist, David Long. He's an artist, but I don't really know if he's a filmmaker, even though he we get these vignettes of artistic art films, so to speak. But he does, there's some dialogue in there that makes me think he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like, he has all these collection of cameras because he seems like he probably has murdered a ton of people and grabbed all their gear and or stole their gear because he doesn't even seem to know that one's missing when she brings it back to him. And I know I'm jumping around here a bit, but there's a, a line of dialogue where um, one of those guys just shows up. He's like, yeah, F-stops, white balances, shutter speeds, ISOs, all that shit's happening. And he's just, throwing, <laughs> what he's doing is he's just throwing out jargon. He's just throwing right. out terms that he doesn't know what the fuck. That makes no sense. He's yeah. like, well, okay, I'm guessing that this is his first movie. You know, that he but he's sitting, really... no, So you think he's lying when he goes into the history of he's always been making movies. See, I, I took don't that, think he's I, lying at all. Yeah, see, I didn't think he was lying at all. I thought he has been making movies for a long time, and this is Charlotte's movie. Yeah, but not real movies. He's just he's... making movies for a short time of him whacking people. Yeah, it's I, his own personal whoa. snuff film. It's snuff films, not pornos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the opening scene is him filming a, a snuff film, and that's ultimately what he is. He he makes snuff films. What he does with Charlotte is completely different that's in that a... sense. It's okay. it's uh, it's a rebirth in terms of him. It's a rebirth for her. It's a totally different film. You don't see where it's going, and obviously we're not going to tell you if you haven't seen it, but it's it's poetic and beautiful. But I get the sense that he knew everything about filmmaking. He's just almost like, this is like his charisma. He's almost like fucking around intentionally, almost like throwing, faking throwing the jargon out there. To, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. like throwing it out there. He even says to the kid who he who he shoots all those uh, all that jargon out to. He even says to him, "Oh, it's a lovely day for a murder." I mean, a horror. That was great. That well, was a great line. What What I want to know is, so we see the beginning scene, which is just a snuff, a segment of a snuff piece. Yeah. With the uh, that open the movie it has no connection. What yeah. does that have to do with the movie? Or does it have no connection to the movie either? Because that guy's a filmmaker and he's helping him make something, but there's no ultimately no connection. I think I think he was he's not even part of the, the vignettes. Like it's before the leech, it's before everything else. So was it just another you do, that was you do one see, of my questions. You do see the kid. You do see the kid ultimately as part of it, but it wasn't he hadn't met Charlotte at that point. Right. That's exactly it. He was just filming regular snuff okay. until he met Charlotte. And then in a matter of speaking, he got a, a leading lady, if yeah. you will. It, it, you a, know? Muse, a muse. A and muse. And a leading lady. Yeah. Right. And, and, something, and, and then, the, then the more he learned about her and her life and where she worked and her situation with her mother, then he really wanted to. He took this as a sign. We were brought together for a reason. Although... Although, I may have to take that back because when he killed the first guy, the Craigslist, I'm going to call it the Craigslist guy because he must have found him on Craigslist. You know, when but he killed got, that guy, kid? The... yeah, he told him that you're part of something bigger yeah, than both you're, of us. You start, you're some part of, so does he think he's yeah. Jesus at that point? And that's no. why there's, there's, no. there's a line, but that line says you're something big. Is that just his cycle? Art. His inner cycle coming out? Like him it's thinking? Okay. Yeah, that's his, that's his psychotic, artistic um right. interpretation of what these people represent but because i thought the same thing i'm like because when i ultimately see him with charlotte i'm debating at what point did he actually start videotaping her but i do believe it was after the club scene i do believe that that yeah. was the fate fateful moment they met that he ha- had not been there intentionally looking for her it would have been too coincidental then that she Ex- found them in the, yeah. in the lot and then and, exactly and, and, the, and the progression exactly. of the relationship. So I can buy that. There was some weirdness again with Craig, as we're calling him, Craigslist guy. Uh, have you ever? He said, "Have you ever been out this deep before?" As he's driving the, the truck in, they're right by the <laughs> fucking highway. <laughs> I thought that true. when you said deep, I thought they're talking about going into the, the bush. And he's right. right beside you. See trucks zooming by and everything like. And I'm Can we like, keep it clean here. You're talking about getting deep in the bush here. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's turning. Yeah. Christian's so excited right now. He's got a massive erection. And he's talking about getting deep in the bush. <laughs> Why well, beat around the bush when you can just fill the fucking thing up? Sorry, that, that's a dice joke. <laughs> here comes Clay. All right. Oh, Anyway. What's in the box, bitch? Yeah, but did you? That, the line was weird. Have you ever been out this deep before? And at that point, it's just trees. He pulls out the gun. He shoots it, and he's like, "Like, oh, this guy's off his fucking rocker." But That's then the when they point. when they go to the next part, they're in his little area, which seems to be, you know, well traveled behind. <laughs> True, but they could have still been deep. They could have been deep out there, where the only thing near there is just that highway. You know what I mean? Maybe it's. It's it's woods and, he, and there's and he nothing was, else he around. He ran towards the, the highway. Road. He ran towards the highway. The kid. Yeah. It's but not I mean, even necessarily just been, a highway. It's just a busy back road, I guess. It could have been a country road that 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 masquerades as a highway. I drive on some myself, where the speed limit's fifty-five or or seventy if you're talking kilometers. I can't I mean. drive fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I think that the brilliance in this film is the fact that from the start. 
they're showing you not only who the killer is, but that he's fucking batshit insane. And I think his in, the interpretation of his psychosis can sometimes be confusing to to the story we're presented with in terms of it, interpreting whether some of these early kills have anything to do with where the story goes. And I don't think it does. I think it's just showing how psychotic he is in one moment and then how charismatic and charming and likable he is in the next. And, 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 the, and yeah. in the transition, even like with him on the phone, trying to reach for the bloodied, the bloodied rag that he likes to sort of like yeah. keep in his hands. Like it, it's within the same moment. Like he's having the sweet conversation with Charlotte on the phone and, and he's doing it. And, and that was good. And I, I, this is taking me as you were talking here, I'm going and reading reviews. Not now. I mean, thinking back to when I was reading reviews on this, after I saw it the first time, and I couldn't believe how many ne- people were, th- it's a fucking masterpiece, independent ma- filmmaking at its finest, or it's a fucking piece of shit. And the ones that huh. were saying it's a piece of shit, I was blown away. And I, you know when you're just flabbergasted, you're just like, this is a perfect example of independent filmmaking, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'll be repeating yeah. this later on in the show again. True. Yeah, yeah. And, nice. and what I mean by this is that the performances are all great. The sound design is above average because that could kill a low budget movie right there oh boy the effects Can work it. is great like yep. that oh, shotgun the, amazing. the shotgun amazing. scene oh, my mouth awesome. i was like what, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it <laughs> yeah it was delicioso uh, <laughs> you could say that again mama the uh <laughs> sorry oh, but no i was just like I was just blown uh-huh. away by certain aspects. And he was so creepy and charismatic at the same time. We talked about yeah. Henry. Henry was low, like, energy, but still charismatic. You kind of liked him when you saw him, like, tipping the waitress and you having a very nice day there, honey, and everything. In the film Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, and the way he treated Otis' sister and whatnot. This is a different type. He's very charismatic, yeah. full batshit crazy and full of lies. Because you're wearing the producer thing. Oh, they didn't get my the picture or my name right. And whatever. And Charlotte <laughs> is just so starstruck that she just doesn't even think twice about it. Yeah, it's he all just right there in the open. Yeah. He just, it's he crazy. Just, it's right out there. Yeah. It's just nuts. <laughs> it, it, it's but so that's great. what's fun. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm rambling as I usually do. Where I was going with this, the performances are great too. Yeah. yeah. Charlotte's yeah. great. He's Terrific. great. It is creepy that um, he uses his real name. <laughs> David yeah, Long yeah. is his real name. He's David Long, and he's wearing the David Long jumper and everything like yes. that in the movie. And yeah. I did read a piece of trivia, whether it's true or not, or one of those things that they came up with afterwards because the movie got some popularity and whatnot. But they said that the people in the film weren't sure if they were auditioning for a snuff film. Wow, isn't yeah. But how do you like, uh, what do you think, like, okay, for me, again, coming in, you guys may have already talked about this and thought about this, but how it's great how we're introduced to Charlotte through an audition. And in my opinion, yeah. the whole yeah. movie afterwards is like one big audition for her as the relationship is building. It's like all those yeah. dialogue scenes that yep. we go through is like an audition for the the final moment. I guess it's like yeah. his, the relationship. Yeah, even, even all the settings between Charlotte and David from there on out are, are beautiful. They're always by the lake or, you know, it's always like set up like it's a like it's an audition, like it's a like they're filming a scene. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. No, I, I I never thought of it from that that perspective, but that that's good. Yeah. That open start... that opening scene was hilarious because that's just immediately poking fun at it because they tell her like you're yeah. a blonde Sandra Bullock and we're looking for a blonde Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Some comedy <laughs> because it's not a comedic film. No, no, it's not a comedic role. No, it, but... it's, it, 
it's satirical in the sense that it's pushing it to the limit in terms of showing what it's the craziness of trying to get into this industry and stuff like that. But it's definitely not being a parody in any way. It's not poking fun, not in the least bit, at Charlotte or or any character for that matter. And I think we're answering no, our own questions as it goes on. Sorry, Dave, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I'm Dave, saying it, it, it's fun. And to me, it is funny. Like the stuff that comes out of his mouth, I enjoy it. It, it makes me laugh. And maybe that's just my humor. Like I like killers like this. I like, you know, like Natural Born Killers is like my favorite film. Like I, I love, you know, Woody Harrelson as Mickey Knox. And I, I love uh, Christian Bale in American Cycle. I like these kind of charismatic killers that they're they're entertaining themselves and they're making jokes for themselves they're not playing up to the camera or anybody else they're just doing it for their own amusement and that kind that kind of killer always has appeal to me when a guy's crazy like that so like like a movie like henry if you want to compare it to henry again henry's a very serious film even though there are some some comical type moments this is not the same tone as a henry even though we have a cycle that's charismatic it's a different type of charisma yeah, it's just no, definitely definitely you know, like we said earlier, we have two charismatic antagonists tonight. And in the next film, he has charisma too, but in a different way as well. It's just yeah. different films. But I find humor in this movie. I do some laughing. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of laugh along with him. Like, you know, when he's yelling at the one guy and he's like, I'm not buying it. When, when he gets that freaking guy that's an actor and, yeah, you know, the, wants the him to Fox, perform. Nathan. The Fox. What a that's film. another thing. It becomes like an artistic film at uh, in some points when, when he goes into the leech and well, they show it. It's, it's an art film there. That's why yeah. I'm saying we're answering our own questions because he does know about F stops right about because there's art stop motion or, or uh-huh. and whatnot. And like, uh, well, the leech is the beginning. The, the leech, leech is, is the beginning. Because the leech is the one who was, I mean, he was harassing Charlotte. Not that he would necessarily know that, but. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you. You might have answered me a question because yeah. my only issue with this film was how did David have knowledge? Like, he's not Jigsaw. He's not scoping things out just for no reason. He doesn't have a divine plan at this point. No, but it is a but, Jigsaw-esque undertone of the film. That, yeah. I kind of got that, too. Like, even by but, the end of it, I got I got the, like, he's doing it for, like, her better good, like that. Like, yeah. he, oh, I he's not putting part. her into a trap. Well, not, pers- not in, in the actual... To the extent of Saw, but everybody around it is like a, a, a piece of this puzzle. So like the he's the bullshit producer, uh, the leech. I think he's like he's making a point of all the pitfalls, all the trappings of the industry. He's yeah, trying to save her from all of well, these. Well, he, here's the thing: no we don't know. To get to him. Well, the is thing, there a connection between there? There could the be. That's the thing: we don't know because David's character is so mysterious, and Wait, because the sequel. Brandon, you, uh, you, I thought you just answered that. I thought you were saying that this guy had dealt with Charlotte. That's how he found her. Oh, no, the leech producer was the one who tried to tip. stick the tip in her, in her, uh, in her shirt, down her shirt, <laughs> in her titties, in her boobs. So, so the producer came before the actor, correct? Yeah. Because, yeah, that's where he got the tags from. And so Christian that's why. Well, there you go. So it makes sense. <laughs> no, but that makes, that makes perfect sense. Because he, he goes to that club because he got kicked out of that freaking strip club. So he's aware that this guy is a producer. So he oh, might yeah. have followed him that way. So it isn't happenstance. And it isn't like the fact that, you know, it's strange that he has that knowledge. Now it makes sense. See, you 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 were making it sound like I was 
you were agreeing with me, saying it doesn't make sense how we got in this. No, I'm not, but I'm saying but it also it, it could be much deeper than that because it, David throughout the movie hints to people screwing him in the past, and I think with the oh, sequel, sure. with the sequel that we never got, unfortunately, and hopefully yeah. one day we do, we'd get deeper into David's character and find out more about what was his tipping point within the okay. industry. Because it but, does make sense. Yeah, but it's yeah, no, it's enough. There. It's enough. I mean, yeah, he's the one who brings the guy the drink. <laughs> I love that. He's the one who brings the drink over to him. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he brings him the drink that he drugged. Yeah. Well, that's the issue. See, I didn't know that. I was wondering how he knew. Okay, all right. He's right there in the back talking to one of the waitresses. He takes the drink. He brings it over to him. He goes back. He sits down. He starts talking to her. Then he meets him in the elevator when he passes out. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, there's, no, there's no plot hole, then. We're good. No, no plot hole whatsoever. Nice. And all these vignettes are like I was I was saying before are like all the things that we you know you joke about like the bullshit producer that's about to fuck everybody over the prick actor who who right. thinks he's high and mighty and like all the <laughs> everything else like and that part that part is fucking funny great actor his facial expressions were hilarious yeah. <laughs> who, who the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> and well it, no they were um, and the gore the gore is handled Good. beautifully in this movie yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's in very very appropriately done and jaw dropping in most sequences. Supposedly that shot shotgun was a real shotgun blast, not like the fucking yeah. real plate in Bill Mosley's head. We're gonna get to the bottom <laughs> of all that, you motherfucks. Uh, uh, but it was a real shotgun blast, and boy oh boy did that. Yeah, it was just like, hey BC whoa. BC. He's talking yeah. about the paper plate. <laughs> Oh, BC <laughs> wanted me to drop another paper plate. I, no, I don't think he wanted you to. I think he asked if there was going to be another one. And like, please no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm oh. going through my notes and I've, I realized we have answered a few of the things that I was concerned about. What I want to know is, no, it isn't something that I want to know. It's something that uh, he he's kind of ridiculous where in the beginning when he first meets her and he's you know, his behavior is, is kind of like raising flags already. And like, she doesn't really like catch on, catch on to it. Like when she first rescues him, if she gets thrown out of the place and she's driving his car, he's like in the back, like laying on the ground, like shivering. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Shaking and shivering like that. I like that you're laying on your side, <laughs> shaking. <laughs> he's giving us a visual, everybody. That, that's a red flag. She's the one that fucking decides to do something that no one I know would ever do, which is coddle, bring car. him into the car, steal his car, and drive him away <laughs> to, to the, the coast. Yeah, well, she's, yes, but she's not the psycho here. So, I mean, it should have raised a red flag to her. Would you ever imagine doing Or will that the sequel a be a pay it forward, and maybe she is the psycho? I think her desperation, I think her desperation causes her to make decisions that most rational people wouldn't. And and that's that's what's so great about it is that you really sense her desperation and you feel for her character so that you, like this is like the only choice she has. It's like she needs this guy. This is her one like ray of sunshine. Everybody in her life sucks. Her mother's just awful. Uh, that whole thing is another like, strong point to the film. Yeah, great performance, too. All the supporting actors, also, we talk about uh, Christy Ray and David Long, who are are the movie. I mean, they're amazing. Right. But everyone else does a great job, too. You know, But the mother it's, thing, yeah. it's realistic to me. Very like the, realistic. Like, usually when you watch a film, it's... And I'm not going to knock this movie because I enjoy it, but let's take The Monster for an example, where you have... You guys have seen The Monster, right? Where, yeah. And the chick's like, you know... 
unconscious, drop dead drunk on the floor, very over the top. Yes. And anytime you see a bad parent in a movie, they're a real bad parent. You know what I mean? It, it's usually – this is more realistic. It's like she's a bad parent, but she's a bad parent in a realistic way. Like these are people that, that, that we've probably encountered in our lifetime. Yeah, you know? she's very passive-aggressive. Yeah, and like the way she talks to her. Yeah. So like she shits on her, right? She's yeah. like, well, you're, you're not going anywhere with this movie business. You're not going to be an actress, yada, yada. Then when she's on the phone with somebody else – She's bragging about it. She goes, oh, yeah, exactly. she's, uh, yeah, she's been contacted. And I know people that really act that way. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That, that's, why, that's what I like about it. It's a very realistic But that was more for her. Thing. I think that was also more for her because then she talks about, well, she got the talent for me. And then, yeah. and then right. it becomes about her in that same phone call conversation. But it was very well done. The only thing they didn't need is when the daughter comes back out when she realizes the mom took her lighter again. And she runs out, and the mother hightails it out of there, hopping the curb and everything like that. And she's like, like a fucking teenager. She says, she didn't need that line. We already knew it. We already, I already got what they were doing True. there. And, and I didn't think she needed... It, it doesn't take anything away. It, and it, no. yeah. it wasn't wholly unnecessary. Just, it, just, uh, I wasn't, it just wasn't needed. Uh, we got it at that point. But I think it was just maybe... I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It didn't need to be. But it, it shows the point at... at at that stage that that she's really the parent in this household charlotte yeah yeah, it's crazy she's taking are... care of her mother rather than the other way around like her mom's right. living and with she... her we, that's how yeah the mom's living with her and acting like her child and just being but a real bitch that happens a lot like you know what i mean like in a movie like the monster where the girl's taking care of her mother who's a drunk it's it's excessive and we've seen plenty of movies like that that's what I'm saying. I like in this movie the way they handle it because this is more true to real life, and you don't usually see that in a movie. Usually, it's extreme. This is like I know women that are just like this in my own family, even that are like. Yeah, this. no, this you is know? very realistic. These, yeah, it's got very em. got them. New, it's very nuanced and textured. It's not over the top, and it's not too too pulled back. It's it's right there. It's it's real. It, it, as it should be because yeah. David's not real. You know, I mean, he's he's off the freaking hook. You know, yeah, he's nuts. But yeah, there's you're pulled back into reality with some of the other relationships, and then some of the characters are just that satirical, over the top. But it's it's blends so well. Yep, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's and I don't know if people think it's fun. I do. I I I loved it. I I mean, I loved it the first time. It made my top ten in two thousand. 14 me too made my top uh, five yeah i think i had it at seven but i had a lot of high rated films that year a lot of people had it at number one that year and these two viewings i think it i think it goes up even more it doesn't have much more to, ah. <laughs> these two viewings. Ah. oh like excuse me I, got, I just, got, I just got, yeah i just got a guy from craigslist hold on ah. <laughs> it's craig <laughs> it's craig from craigslist <laughs> Holy shit, is Craigslist actually founded by a guy named Craig? I hope it is. It's like that thing, Angie's List or something. Isn't there a page called that now? I don't know. Don't yeah, know Angie's List. Yeah. There you go, same thing. So how about that guy? Schindler's List and Angie's List. Oh, <laughs> Schindler's List and Angie's List. How about what guy? <laughs> how, about um, what? how about what guy? The guy getting blown and eating at the same time. <laughs> or putting a fucking dollar bill. Was it just a dollar or was it a higher bill? I, that I think part, it was I wrote 20s. that. 
Yeah, well, that was great. He just lays it like she's blowing him. She, the, the strip club uh, owner. And, he, and she just starts blowing him. He just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just lays a bill right on top of her head. I'm like, how fucking demeaning. Yeah. Yet, from a visual standpoint, fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> then he takes that? a bite of his food and creep. then he puts another bill yeah. on top of his yeah. head. And he's eating. It's horrible. Yeah, it's fucking... Have you guys ever been getting blown and eaten or no? Well, I'm usually blowing, so uh, <laughs> so he's eating. <laughs> I'm eating cock. Yeah, he's eating all right, right, right. <laughs> These balls always get in the way. Personally, no, I have not. <laughs> Me neither. No, but I'm. I don't yeah, think I have. Just... Maybe I, I. I don't think so. I never really about thought to say about he's it. dying. Try it. <laughs> I would. I don't like know if I want cheesecake or something. Well, that's still it maybe, is very, maybe a little too it heavy. Does, it did come across very demeaning, like yeah. something you couldn't, you couldn't even ask for from a serious partner. Yeah. Well, I, I could drink a beer while I'm getting head. I'll tell you that much, because that's like a fantasy. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? There's carbs. <laughs> carbs. Well, I. <laughs> yeah, not the blowjob. Carbs is a fantasy. <laughs> I remember I, I told my wife uh, year, uh, years ago that uh, my fantasy is. To be watching football on a Sunday, sitting down, drinking a beer, and getting blown. You know? I think it's fun. You should have thrown in eating a steak, too. Then it would have been a <laughs> oh, wow, done deal. Steak. <laughs> now you're giving me ideas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> steak and blowjob day, isn't it? And you can use the paper plate to, that's in her head <laughs> <laughs> to cut your steak. Here's a, line, a little Heinz 57 for you, and here's a little Heinz 57 for me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, whew. You guys think that David St- David Stoffer, I'm sorry, Joe Stoffer, who is terrific in this role, and I, I, I in this role, pardon me, is a director here, and I wish we could see him with a, a bigger budget. But you guys think that he is a, a fan of Rob Zombie's directing style because it definitely reminded me of it. Really, I didn't. I yeah. didn't think so. I, I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it, and now that you've said it, I don't. The art parts, maybe a little bit, but no, was, I thought of it. I, I felt like he was a little bit more reserved. Yeah, definitely. Not quite the same. It just reminded me of his directing style in, in Corpses and Rejects for whatever reason. I usually don't make that comparison, but it's just – if any other director, if he's reminding me of anybody else, it's Rob Zombie. I don't know. That's just that, – that's, that's not, what I, I mean, that's that's not an insult. It's fantastic. No, oh, no. Especially yeah. those two films. Um, yeah. Right. Oh. The question that remains, though, did Charlotte like it? He <laughs> <laughs> asked the question – uh, what do you think the she wakes foot bandaged lying on a giant yeah. red X? Her little cute puppy licks her kind of awake. I think she gets up and drives off. And then I was shocked to see that to be continued because again, I didn't even really research. I heard people talk about this movie. hadn't seen it. Like I said, I researched it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I stayed right to the end credits. Did you yeah. guys watch the right to the end? Cause the last yeah, credit so. is I'll always be watching. Love yep. David. Yeah, well, oh, it was yeah. it was uh, unfortunately I don't remember exactly what happened, but Joe Stoffer got really screwed over when trying to do this sequel, and he basically put out a video a couple of years ago on Facebook saying that he he wasn't going to do this movie without the appropriate budget, and he got real tearful about it, and it, it was sad because a lot of people wanted to see it, but he just couldn't get the funding for it, and he was getting screwed over by a lot of people. So I uh, I was really interested to see where it was going to go. And it was they did even like a little trailer for the sequel. He could yeah, do a, a, miss- a Kickstarter for that, eh? Or did he try? I think he, tr- I think he tried he and it just failed miserably. Yeah, oh, yeah it's unfortunate. unfortunate. 
Yeah, which really is a shame because yeah, I think there's... he said I think he said he needed like two hundred thousand. Sorry, Christian. I think he said he needed like two hundred thousand for for this film. Which wow, you would you would think after seeing this film because you could have told me this film was made for three million dollars and I wouldn't even be like what what did they do with it because it was just so well made. I would have been like oh okay. That's awesome. It's so beautifully shot and everything, but the budget on this is like nothing. I said it earlier. I think a perfect example of a well-made independent film. Horror, yeah, horror, non-horror, it doesn't really matter. It just from a technical standpoint, from from an acting standpoint, I didn't I didn't find any weakness from the script. But I admittedly, the second view did help. The second view, I, I was like, okay, this answers this. I, I I do have a little bit of a question here. I'll, I'll throw it out there. We did earlier, and we talked about it. I did find the dialogue scenes because I just watched it for the first time. Didn't think anything dragged up the first time at all. I did find when I was rewatching it the second time that the dialogue scenes felt a little long. But that's only because I, I rewatched it within a couple of days. Of now, me. a little David long? <laughs> there you go, Marco. Margo. Margo? Yeah, what was he saying? Marco. And now we are... Finished. Oh, Marco! I thought you said. <laughs> and that's the end of the review. We are finished. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, thought you said... I thought you said Margo. Because that part of the movie, that one actor, he's like, get Margo, he kept saying. Did you see that part? I, I just thought that was funny. Get Margo. No, I, I, both times I watched oh. it, I skipped over that part. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> but here, I, I, here's one more thing. When he goes to the guy's house and he's in his pool... I fucking love that scene. I'm cracking up the whole time. You're like, hey, the water he's wings. The, <laughs> the fucking yeah. water wings that barely fit him. Yeah. Like, he must have squeezed those things on him. Like they were... <laughs> and he's drinking his wine. He's yeah. like, are you drinking my? He's like, yeah. He's like, and the, the guy's face is just hilarious. Oh, dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I like what he says to that guy when he kills him. He's like, he goes, let me know something. He goes, he goes when you get to the other place. No, I, I even wrote it down. He goes, I want to know what it's like when you get to the other place. Something like that. It's fucked up. You know, he's just sending him to hell. Yeah, I'll, see, I'll, you, see, you, I'll, see, you I'll see you there later, I, yeah. he says, I think. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines, which is almost proving, like, the fact that he was, I think, almost willing to, like, martyr himself for Charlotte's sake. Like, I don't know if he expected... He didn't have his outcome predetermined when he was planning all this. He was he was so in love. And I, it's great, man. I, I don't want to spoil. That's why I'm kind of being cryptic. So but. what do you think the X symbolizes? The X? At the end, she mm -hmm. wakes on a big red X. Oh, yeah. I don't know. X marks the spot. Well, I, mean, yeah, I, maybe, I mean, that's... Maybe yeah. this is like her mark. Like, this is her new mark set for her, her new life, and it's her choice. Because it says, follow your dreams. It's almost like, this is a new movie. This is the first shot of, the, of your new life, your new movie that you're about to make. Make it a good one. So that's why I'm yeah. wondering what the to be continued would be. Is it just him doing it to somebody else? Another cathartic moment? Is it her life? Is it both of them again? Because it seems like they're both coming back for a proposed... They sequel. were. They were. Initially. So that it would have been very interesting to see where the story went. The short trailer that they made for it had a uh, like an investigative journalist two years later wanting to find out answers about about everything and i i mean i don't i still want to see it if it could be made but i don't need to see it because it's so perfect and mysterious right now you know i don't know what they, what they would do but you know that's that was the storyline that we were going to follow you know an investigator two years later trying to find out what happened to to charlotte who just disappeared off the face of the earth and and what happened to david and yeah it's great that's, but as is, yo, great, great movie. I'm glad I saw it. Thank you, Marco, 
for the recommendation. A good choice, Marco. Are you okay? Yeah, Dave? thank you. Yeah, I lost <laughs> all my fucking notes. I'm done for. I'm useless. Shut me down. For I'm what? Done. I just uh, for the next one. Okay. The whole fucking show. I'm fucking useless without my notes. I just deleted them by accident. Every fucking note that I had. Not every note that I had, but for this fucking show. Did you um, Did you do it on uh, on notes on the actual? I did app? it on notes. The reason I say that is because. They have a recently deleted folder. I know, and I somehow deleted it out of there. I thought I thought by pressing the delete again, I was going to somehow get it back to where it's supposed to go, and I deleted it completely somehow. And oh, I thought I'd still shit. be able to retrieve it, but I fucking can't. So I'm fucking useless now. I don't know anything about the fucking next movie. I had so many fucking notes about it, and I'm just fucking destroyed from the whole thing. Fuck it, we'll we'll take it from here. Can you get Derek on the phone, yeah. uh, Brandon? Yeah, <laughs> let me call. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad because David's face, Dave's face right now. I just, I you can't even make a joke. It's just fucking brutal. Nah, he's upset. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pissed too because his notes usually are like the driving force. In this. <laughs> well, what were your ratings, guys, on uh, pieces of talent? All right, I'll go. Uh, like I said, I had it at number seven, I believe, or six, somewhere around there on my 2014 top ten list. And I believe I had it rated at around a nine. Upon rewatching it, man, I love it. I, I pick up something new every time, something just minute but but awesome every single time I watch it. And I'm, I'm going up a, a half a point. I'm going to a nine and a half out of ten. Wow. Nice. Great, great film. Great film. I, yeah. I love it. Holy crap. Wow. Well, yeah, nice. my, my first two views and I, I didn't I didn't change my rating between the two views, but I'm calling it coming in at eight out of ten. Cool. Cool. I'm I'm eight and a half out of ten. Nice. So, that's not a hall of fame, is it? Nine and a half, eight and a half, and eight? I have no idea. Someone's no. gotta do them. It's not no. okay. All right. That's twenty six out of thirty. <laughs> oh, that's a good okay. score. Yeah, I I love the film. I it's just it's a near perfect independent horror film to me. And I, and I know I go. This is a perfect example of an independent made, and I come in an eight. But no, that's okay. It's still a high rating. I mean, it's still, it is a high yeah. rating, and it, it might go up for you like it went up for me. The more you watch yeah. it, so, yeah, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it's good. Read. Awesome stuff. Yep. Too bad yeah. we didn't get a missing piece. That was the, supposed to be the next movie. Yeah. We didn't get it. So. Maybe one day we will. Okay. So listen, I got, we got to take a break. I got to try to relocate my notes. We'll catch you on the flip. Yeah, yeah, we'll catch you on the flip. So I'll never say that again. <laughs> Whatever. Let me find my fucking notes because I, I I can't even hold it together. I can't even fucking be on a show right now. I'm so fucking distraught about it. So <laughs> I'm fucking useless. Like yeah, we every gotta, question, we gotta we talk to... Dave down off the ledge. He's about to Gordon himself. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a way to retrieve these fucking things. There's got to be a way. See I'm you on the flip. Hand. Yeah, see you on the flip. I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. I don't have my notes, and that's okay. We're going to see Dave Z try to be like every other podcast host in the world and do shit naturally. And we'll see if I crash and burn or I uh, I soar. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, <laughs> What do you think, Brandon? Let's place our bets right now. I think he's going to soar. <laughs> what an like, eternal optimist. Yeah. <laughs> that a boy. That a For boy. a little while. Then eventually he'll get tired and crash and burn. <laughs> It's one or the other, straight <laughs> up. Like, I'm going to come out of it and freaking be okay, or I'm just not going to, and I'm going to be a mess. I think so, you're going to be fine. Well, we'll see. We have questions. We have emails. We have a voicemail. We have a couple things, and I had some of the, the answers written down for those, and I don't have them now, so I'm going to have to, you know, shoot from the hip on that stuff. But we'll see what happens, you know? 
I have a message here from uh, from Jim K. And it's not a question, and it's it's not like it usually is. It's a, a it's basically a comment because he received his package from us. So I nice. wanted to see what he said. Yeah. Now is this the same Jim K that lives in Toronto? This is the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it's him. Awesome. Yes. But he says, uh, "Hey Dave, I, I received your package today, and Ooh. I wanted to thank you guys very much." It was jam-packed with stuff, <laughs> and all it took was writing a quick review. So <laughs> Dave Z's package is jam-packed with stuff. <laughs> See, shit does get to Canada. It just takes a long time. Uh, <laughs> that's right. It did. It did take a. It oh, and Dave, and Dave, I, I've actually got a lot of people requesting stickers. We got to <laughs> figure. We got. We got to get exploding head stickers made. I, you made a comment about stickers on one of the shows. <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah. People are requesting them. Oh yeah. And oh, you know what? I got, I got a... fun of it. Oh no! I'm being serious. People want stickers. Oh well. Uh, I want an I want an EH sticker too. Yeah. The AIDS sticker. Yeah. EH. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, for you got the, Already has the AIDS one. <laughs> yeah, I already have it. Tattooed on his fucking forehead. <laughs> tattooed on my butthole. Yeah. The lesion says it all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these um, are horrible jokes. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. We'll we'll, we'll soar. We'll soar. We'll be there. We'll, we're gonna soar with the eagles in a yeah. minute. We'll just stop. Uh... <laughs> fucking Americans and your eagles. Fucking, it's always an eagle with you guys. Oh, don't they say soar like an eagle? Isn't that like an expression? See. Yeah. Oh, stickers. Yes. Well, now that that um that Christian has the um the thing that I sent to him, which he didn't actually get. He says, yeah, with yeah. the new logo, without our font, we can do that and then make stickers. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think uh, people have been asking about the merchandise and would like to have access to shirts and stickers and stuff like that. Okay, well, we're, we're working on it. Perfecto. Stay tuned. Yeah. Condoms. Yeah. Condoms, of course. Ex- exploding heads, edible panties. <laughs> yes. With Brandon Absolutely. on there. <laughs> edible granny panties for me <laughs> oh, i'm a hungry guy what can i say i need a big pair of edible panties ah uh, shit okay let's get to these questions this is uh please this was one posted on uh on facebook somewhere and it says got a question for the show if you don't mind me asking top five carpenter films i'd also like to hear everyone's top five craven films love the show thanks that's from keith christian so Ooh, love the last I, name. I don't... <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. He is Mr. Christian. <laughs> Mr. Christian, yeah, he's the real Mr. Christian. You're right. Should we sing to him? No. The time has come? Go, go for it, David. I'm saving yeah, gonna... yeah, all right, fair enough. All right. Okay, now I don't have my notes, so I'm going to have to do it by memory. So why don't you guys go before me? Uh, starting off with Carpenter. Go ahead, B. All right, we're going to start with Carpenter. Is it? Wait, yeah. wait, this list of five, is it going to be more entertaining than what you did on Cinema Attack for your fifth? Your five list? I came up with three. I came up with six. I came up, <laughs> shut the fuck up and just give us the five. <laughs> hey, you know me. I go by my own rules here. I don't... You can't... You can't cage a free bird. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, so about the eagles. I'm yeah. free-range, like, like Dave's eagles. He's free-ranging. <laughs> I'm free-ranging. Okay. All right, top five Carpenter films. Number five, one I haven't revisited in a while, but I, I love it. 
Assault on Precinct 13. Ah. Nicey. I've never seen it. you never seen it? Nope. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure you necessarily love it because it's not really a horror film. Right, I know. So, but it's it's a great film. Number four. On, okay, let me just preface that the next four could all be interchanged. But number four, I put Halloween. <laughs> number three, In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Brandon? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Christian. <laughs> number two, the thing, and number the thing one, the, 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 <laughs> the thing in the mouth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, assault on Brandon's mouth. <laughs> what is it? Halloween? This is an assault on Brandon's mouth. Oh man. And number one, the fog. Ooh, well, man. Uh, you know, yeah, I hear those. You're those are yeah. my five favorite. Like honestly, assault is definitely number five on the list. On the list, but those other four, you could really interchange them. You really can. Wow, interesting. They're all between nine and ten for me. Let's just say that. Right now, nicer. Wow, that's pretty high praise right there. Yeah, They're all between nine and ten. Yeah. And now Craven. Yeah, yeah. Shocker, yeah. deadly fire. You, you want me to just go right to my Craven? Yeah, Christian had a good idea. Yeah, what the hell? Why not go to your craving? Okay, number five, The Hills Have Eyes. Number four, Last House on the Left. Number three, People Under the Stairs. And my number two and one are interchangeable, but at number two, I put Nightmare on Elm Street, and at number one, I put Scream. Scream, I rate a perfect 10 out of 10, and I do love the film. I could watch it anytime. But I feel the same way about Nightmare on Elm Street. I've never rated that film because just haven't covered it yet for a review. But I love that film as well. So, again, either one of those I could watch over and over. Nice, man. Nice. Nice. Good stuff. Mike Carpenter, I uh, I took the easy way out and I just went with his, his horror films. I love They Live. I love Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York. Uh, but these were my top five. So, number you know, five. I'm, sorry? I'm sorry. I was going to. I was going to ask, you don't consider they live horror? I guess it's horror sci-fi. But it, it, either way, it didn't make the top five. Okay. <laughs> so number five, In the Mouth of Badness, or in Brandon. Uh, number four, Christine. <laughs> number three, The Fog. Number two, Halloween. And number one, The Thing. And nice. my top five, Craven. I did the top six. <laughs> this guy. That's it. You fucking this, yeah. Just give us the fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work, but it's me. Um, number, number six was Craven's New Nightmare. Number five, Last House on the Left. Number four, Serpent and the Rainbow. Number three, The Hills of Eyes. Number two, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And number one, Scream. And those two, as Brandon yeah. said, could be interchangeable for me as well. Uh, and I, I usually would put Nightmare first. But for some reason, I... I yeah. That's, Maybe because yeah, I just I watched Scream, and I, I loved it again. So I just like, you know what? I'm going to give it its kudos. The weird thing is nice. with the Carpenter list, Christine was the one I left off for Assault. But if I was doing horror, I would have taken Assault off and put Christine on. And with uh, Craven, I, I've only seen it once, but I wasn't a huge fan. I got to revisit uh, Serpent and the Rainbow. I really I'm, not usually yeah. a, I'm not usually a voodoo type person. 
I'd say the one off the list there would be People Under the Stairs. Like, that would be number seven, and that probably could have been fit on the list. Because I actually like that. Even even as cheesy as that end with the rap music kicks in, and they're all like, all the (laughs) guys, people come out, and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? (laughs) Like I said, other than that part, but I mean... It, no, it definitely you know you know what you know what's not on the list Woodsboro Brothers, fucking uh, my soul my to soul. take, <laughs> 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 fucking my soul to take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, dice, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking soul, it's not being take taken. My cock, not my soul. <laughs> <laughs> now he's riding Dangerfield. <laughs> I had a rough day today. <laughs> take my there? cock. <laughs> in the mouth of Brandon. <laughs> oh, that's why you mentioned my name. I thought you were going to ask me something. Nope. Another <laughs> cock in my mouth joke. <laughs> oh, it just fits so well. Brandon, it fits it's, so well. it's a perfect fit. It it's a perfect so fit. <laughs> and the joke fits so well. <laughs> right, man. Slides right down there like the kibasa queen, we call him. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. She just called me the kibasa queen? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let me do my thing here. I, uh, <laughs> with Carpenter, I haven't seen the non-horror films. So, unless you count They Live as a non-horror film. But either way, it's still not making my my, my, uh, my top five. Because I, I enjoyed They Live, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's okay. Here's what I got. My number five, and I don't know if this counts, but I, I have Cigarette Burns as my number five. It's yeah, no, not it long. If it counts, it counts. Okay. That's cool. All right, uh, number four. Because it's a cheat. But... <laughs> well, then if you want to take it out, you can put in Prince of Darkness. Kidding, How's that? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I have them both. Either way. Liquid um, Satan. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, the Fog, number four. Christine, number three. Number two is The Thing, and number one is Halloween. So, Beautiful. No, no surprises there. Yeah. Uh, for Craven. No, no, I have no surprises here. <laughs> For Craven, number five, Last House on the Left. Number four is Scream 4. Number three is The Hills Have Eyes. Number two is Scream. Number one is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah. Not too many surprises there. It's going to be interesting when we do our slasher show where uh, Scream and A Nightmare... (laughs) Assault of who? Where my soul will take will be. Put it this way. It won't be on the top 50. No. It'll be staying at home that night. It wasn't invited to the awards show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting because we're talking a lot. And, and, you know, people know that we, you know, rated Scream. Did all three of us rate it perfectly on the 96 show? Well, Christian wasn't I, there. I wasn't I invited. But yeah, Christian was But yeah. you and I, did you give it a 10, Dave? Yes, I did. Yeah, so, I mean, but uh, again, it's our top three. 50 favorite slashers we recognize it as a perfect slasher it doesn't necessarily mean it's our favorite to go back to over and over it's true even though i just said i could watch it anytime anytime over and over i love it so much yeah i'll <laughs> shut the fuck up now because yeah. I'm, I'm contradicting myself well it's just because you guys both said <laughs> what is that you with the dicking yeah, always contradicting myself. <laughs> right before him. No, but like you guys have it the same thing. Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream are like interchangeable. So it's going to be interesting where they actually land on your list when the time comes. That's all I'm saying because there's two high slashers there. I mean, yeah. 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 And look, Halloween right up there on top of our lists on uh, Carpenter. Right. So 
Is this true? Yeah, it should be interesting. It's not on top of your list. <laughs> well, I told you. I told you those four were interchangeable, and they're all four. nine or ten. Right. Yeah. I said they were interchangeable. <laughs> and number four, the classic Halloween, and rounding out number two, the Ward. And number one, <laughs> Dave has been Ghost blowing the Halloween franchise on exploding heads for the last like month and a half. I figured oh. like I gotta pull it back a little bit. <laughs> Come on, I like your foreskin. <laughs> I'm glad Christian's cracking up at least one listener himself. Yeah. <laughs> what do you crack a joke and just sit back and cross your arms and go, "Huh? That was that?" No, one? Like, yeah. Huh? I, I like this. I like this Christian. This Christian's having a good time. Look at him. Yeah. Look at him. Well, I'm not usually having a good time. I'm like mad no, at the look world at this. or something. You're like a goofy bastard tonight. Look at you. <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> He's got to be. He's got to bring up my spirits because I lost yeah, my notes. Yeah. Dave's yeah. angry. He hit the delete button and doesn't understand why his notes went away. <laughs> you just made. Me, I did. I did. <laughs> no other. I hit the delete. And then I hit the delete again, thinking that would restore it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's this restore button do then? Probably restore. Delete twice doesn't restore. I pressed every other button on that thing and nothing worked. So I, I hit delete again, thinking it would give me the option. This is or gonna say, work. Delete forever. Usually it'll say something like, "Are you sure?" I, you know what I mean when it's a permanent delete. Dave saw it, Dave saw it delete forever and said, "I'm calling your bluff. I don't believe you." <laughs> F you, Mac. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare. Oh fuck, you did. Oh, I'm so fucking awful. And I have five podcasts written down to recommend, and I can't remember what they are now. You know, things like that, little things, notes that I've had for the longest time that I keep putting off, and jokes that I've been waiting to say, and then I Dave, haven't been able to. You wrote jokes down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, not not the did, whole thing. Dave, you did shut out one podcast to check out, the, the Mafia Brothers one, and one that has Brandon on it. So, like, I mean... <laughs> You did that Mafia already. Brothers. <laughs> it's a combination of the Woodsboro Brothers. <laughs> the Mafia, the uh, mafia the Brothers. Mafia. <laughs> the Mafia oh, Brothers. <laughs> Is that a video game? Like Super yeah, Mario Brothers? Yeah. And this one, no, the cousins. cousins. Yeah. The Mafia Cousins? cousins. <laughs> the video game you're version. swimming with the fishes. No, you're swimming with the fishes. It's a recycled joke every time. Good God. Oh. Oh, the Terror Dome podcast. They're back. I'll shout I'll shout them out. They're on the Horophilia Network. Check out the Terror Dome podcast. Check out Test Pattern. That is uh, another one. And it, it's um it's Tab from um Girls in the Back Row. Uh, it, it's Kate and Tab. This is Tab doing a side thing. And I forget her co-host, but that, it's a good show. And uh, what else? I had another one, too. It'll come to me. Uh, next question. Here we go. This is from Josh Ellis. This is the one that he sent us. Out of the three main slashers, Jason, Michael, and Freddy, which is your favorite kill by all of them, and where would you rank them against each other? So, for example, like this. Number one, Halloween 2, Hot Tub Scene. Number two, Friday the 13th, Part 3, The Handstand Kill. A Nightmare on Elm Street, number three, The Bed Death Scene with Johnny Depp. So, basically... Well, that was Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Yeah, num- yeah. at number three, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street Death Bed Scene. Yeah, I read it. He didn't put a number there, so I, I inserted it myself in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. A number mistake three. he makes all too often. <laughs> no, Dave, that's my mouth. <laughs> Wrong hole. <laughs> oh man, you're killing man. me tonight. I thought you Out said you had nine and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. So, uh, 
what do you guys have? Because this, this was tough to approach because we just had that show where we did uh, that 2020 show where we talked all our favorite deaths. And I'd like to say that all of these landed on it. So do we? I, I don't stay- think I had a Michael death on mine. Uh, so that that would be the only one that's a surprise because the, the Jason and the Freddy one, I believe, were on my list. Even though I think I had two Freddy ones, maybe. I, I, I didn't go back to the list, but. I didn't have the, a Michael death either, and I actually changed my Jason kill. Ooh. Sleeping I did bag. for fun. New blood sleeping bag. No, that was the one I had on my list. I changed it for this. Oh, now you know that it doesn't make any sense because it's only the feet going against the wall. So the he, wall. he took the party favor going into the black girl's eye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> kill. <laughs> I love that too. Um, that kill would have been in the unedited version confetti shoots out of her ass when that goes in (laughs) (laughs) do you want to go then B uh yeah sure go ahead alright yeah I cheated now I gotta pick because I picked two for (laughs) alright my number three is gonna be my Jason kill and for my Jason kill the first one I picked was Mark's kill from part two Cool. Yeah. I think the shock value of it and the fact that like nobody's off limits, even the poor handicapped guy. Yeah, yeah, it's even, nice. Even though he's cooler than I'll ever be. <laughs> yeah. An honorable mention to Melissa from Part 7. <laughs> oh, of course, the axe in the head when she answers the door. That's a great kill. That's a great kill. It could kill. have been gorier, but yeah. Oh, I mean... it could have been gorier, but it's just a great kill. Because he puts the axe in her head and then he fucking chucks her over the TV. <laughs> Okay, yeah. number two is my Michael kill, and I kind of went along the lines that Dave went. I'm sure he went, and I went with Bob's kill. Yeah. It's just the epitome of uh, of Halloween, besides maybe uh, the Judith kill. You know, it's it's iconic. Although I do like the Kelly kill in part four. Are you going to name any and more I, kills just in case you steal right? any of your thunders? You fucking skunk. You fucking all right, all right, all right, all right. And number one is my Freddy kill, and it's Tina. Yeah, man. That's a great fucking death. Yes, it is. It's To me, it's the most iconic death in horror films. I didn't know we had to rank them. I just thought we were picking our favorite from Michael, favorite from Freddy, favorite from Jason. I think Did they you were read the question? Even Dave just read the question back to you again. Yeah, well, I, I didn't read it. You inserted <laughs> You insert. Oh, no, no. He read it, but he inserted all that information into the wrong hole. No! <laughs> I just put a three there yeah. because he had a one and a two, but he didn't have a three. So I just put it in there because that's the way he wrote it. <laughs> in the wrong place. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I, there has yeah. to be an order. Perfect. So no, he, wrote just, him in. he wanted us to rank, like, our favorite kill is the Freddy kill or the Jason or the Michael kill. No. Oh, yeah, he did say wrong. rank them against each other. Yeah. Oh, that's what so. So he did yeah. say that, Brandon. See? So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, my number three is Michael, and I picked the nurse Janet in Halloween Two, stabbed by the scalpel and lifted up, and her shoes fall off. <laughs> you just broke my glasses. Yes. <laughs> and my number two would be, and this could be interchangeable too, to be honest. My number two is the sheriff getting folded in half, and Jason lives. I fucking oh, love God. that kill. Movie. Fucking love. Fuck you and you. <laughs> Uh, and uh, number one is Freddy with the Tina kill in part one. I mean, there's fun kills in part three. There are fun fucking kills in part three, and all of them are, are great kills. And they're yep. standout and they're memorable. However, this, 
was just gory and it's unsettling and her screaming and the blood and just everything that went into designing that kill is Mwah! Yeah, I don't think I don't think he asked about the design of the kill. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to give him a great answer. Nobody mentioned Kelly from part four, huh? I'm not mentioning Kelly from part four, no, but uh a shotgun through the belly. That's a good kill. Kelly who Belly? Gets, who gets stabbed, Kelly Belly? <laughs> I think it was in her pussy though. I don't think it was her belly. Was it her pussy? I think it, I think it was supposed to be in her pussy, and he was supposed to shoot it, shoot it, when it was in there. But well, they ended he up really does it, turn so. it like it couldn't have been more. Here's my big phallic shotgun cock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's supposed she gets to shoot it up, but her shoes stay on. That's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> if her shoes fell off, bam. <laughs> and my shoes fell off. Yes. He just broke my glasses, and my shoes fell off. <laughs> He just body slammed me. <laughs> I listened to it the other day, and there's a, there, I realized how funny it was that at the end of it all, that's how it ends. He he looks at some other guy and he goes, "He just body slammed me." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant! I'm gonna play it next show again. Can I get I all you guys' names? He just body slammed me. That's what he, he says. Body slammed me. The guy's great. <laughs> I want to have him on the fucking show. <laughs> him on the show. <laughs> Oh, he'd be hysterical. Okay, let, let me try to uh, do what I can do here. I, I, there's no surprises here, you know, but the thing is, I wanted to make it interesting, so I don't know. Uh, for number three, uh, now I'm going to have to decide an order because I'm nervous, you know. But uh, for number three, I'm going to go with the Jason kill because I'm going to talk about a new one because I'm not going to mention what I said last time because I want it to be a little different. But for number three, with Jason... I'm going to go with the, um, what's his name? Teddy's bar. What's his name? Crispin Glover's character. Ah, uh, yeah. When he gets killed. Just because, where's the corkscrew? And then, uh, you know, right in the hand. And then it's a double with a machete to the face. So it's kind of badass. Is it Jimmy? It's a, it's a little girl. Yes, Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll go with him. I'll, I'll Only go with his Jesus. closest friends call him Teddy. <laughs> oh, that's the other guy. You want to give Teddy Bear a kiss? kiss? God, yes, you gotta fucking know. You're too busy wondering if Gordon fucking committed suicide or if Jason threw him out there. You don't even know the fucking characters' names. <laughs> fuck Teddy. <laughs> fuck Jimmy. Fuck Gordon. I'm not good with characters' names. Although I remember Gordon. But how could you forget Gordon? Muffin. Look, my muffin, you Ben Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> you just broke my Ben Bummer. <laughs> you managed to get that line in the new Texas Chainsaw. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, my number two is Michael. And it's that the first kill that he actually commits in part two, when he just jumps up on that girl and the blood squirts on her face. That, that's always been a good jump scare. I'm just kidding. I think it's fucking a horrible kill. But it's a good jump scare. <laughs> it's a, it's a good jump, jump scare. scare. But I look always at, picture... Look at Christian trying to save face. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was so unlike. It was so I'm off the show. <laughs> it was so unlike anything in part one. You know what I mean? That... The, the music went along with it. And he, he, I like every that time kill. I watch I, it, I you know what it reminds me of, Christian? Remember Trying that toy? His face? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that toy that they used to sell on Halloween time when we were kids? It would be like a skull head or something, and you yeah. would push it down like a suction cup, and then it, it would sit there for like 20, 30 seconds, and, and then it would up. pop up like that. Yeah. Yes, I always picture like a it's like a toy <laughs> popping up, you know? So. That's not the kill. I'm I, I'm gonna have. To <laughs> I think say, it's a good kill. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Fair enough. I just think it's ridiculous. That's why I picked it for a joke. <laughs> I thought you, if you want to pick a joke, you pick Bucky from Part Fucking Four. 
<laughs> yeah, Power Station Bucky. Don't give me that Halloween shit. Yeah, him. That guy was great. No, I'll go with, you know, Linda, you asshole. That whole fucking scene is great. Bob getting knifed and up and Michael looking at him. And again, I picked it on the on that show when we talked about our 20. So His shoes don't fall off, though. <laughs> no, they don't fall off. No. And my shoes didn't fall off. He has off. bare feet. That's the reason why. But he did get body slammed, so... <laughs> That's okay. His and glasses one, broke. His glasses broke. <laughs> Bob's hanging on the wall. He's hanging on the door. He's like, you just broke my glasses. <laughs> we got to have that happen in our movie. When we do, when we do the Exploding Heads horror movie, someone's got to say that before they die. You just broke my glasses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a great fucking movie. You should Nobody be that guy. We got to get that guy. Right now. Got to get him. We'll, yeah. start, we'll get him slow. We'll have him on It'll the show. It'll be like Sharknado. It'll just be a bunch of cameos for people that you don't really fucking care about. <laughs> I got to find out what his name is. I <laughs> want him on the show. Okay. Um, At number one, I'm going to have to roll along with these guys. Although I did watch, I've watched parts three and four the last couple nights. And I will say that Phillips Kill in part three is awesome. Oh, yeah. It's it is. I did have him in the marionette scene. In, yeah, in that's top. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Great. I thought you were going to go with Carlos. <laughs> I so actually do like that Carlos sequence. I don't care what anybody says. But it's painful to watch. Oh, that fucking yeah. movie. No, but it's cool looking. <laughs> that fucking I don't movie. Know. I know, but whatever. I just I, I do like that kill. I, I always thought it was interesting. Then he puts the fucking the long Q-tip in his ear. That, that's uh. sick. That's a good kill. Come on, man. So anyway... Tina is the better death. Absolutely. Yeah. Over Carlos I mean? fucking yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a close call between yeah. Tina and Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, oh, we're not doing this question. Neil, we're going to do your question next show about the independent films because I don't have my notes. And Neil? I just deleted my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. It works on so many levels. <laughs> Dave, you're doing so funny. You got the voice down, Pat. <laughs> You just body slam me. It's great. <laughs> okay, let's let's read this one. Uh, this one comes from Raphael. He says, "Hey, head headites." No, wait, that head headites. Raphael here again. Awesome job on the '86 show with the 22 shots, guys. I really enjoyed the contribution and friendly debates that you fellows brought to the conversation on a superb year for horror. I have two questions for today. One is for Brandon, and the other is for all three of you. So get ready, B. Number one. I recently watched Fright Night Part 2, and I thought it was decent. It was fun, totally 80s at its best, with the return of its leads from the original film, but I still felt like it was lacking in a special quality that the first one carried. I'm not mad at it, but I'm also in no rush to watch it again. I personally would give it 7 out of 10. Cool little vampire flick, but nothing too exciting for me at least. Brandon, I know how much you love the first Fright Night, but what do you think of the sequel? Yeah, I'm right there with them on Fright Night too. It's been a long time since I've seen it. You can't really I don't I don't even know if it's on Prime or anything, but it's like so long out of print the DVD and it goes for stupid money. But it's it's okay. It definitely does not compare to the original because it doesn't have all the originals back. There was a script floating around that was going to have everyone coming back and it just loses that special quality it had in the original. So it, it just doesn't play as well. But I give it like a six, six and a half, maybe. That's where I am, so, too. Even though he didn't yeah. ask me, I agree with that. It's missing <laughs> Chris Sarandon, and 
and the charm he yeah. had. The female, the sister just didn't carry uh, enough weight. And, and the pacing, there's some pacing issues. But there's some good stuff there. There's definitely some good stuff there, but it's it's it misses Uncle the Rico's in it. Uncle Rico has a part in it from Napoleon, John oh. Grease. Oh yeah, <laughs> Uncle Rico. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Spider. Uh, it does make me want to see it again because I did mention this way back when I put it on the Facebook page. My first Fangoria that I ever bought was a vampire, that close up of the vampire from Fright Night Two, and I'm like, that looks fucking amazing. And so I was I couldn't wait to see the movie. And I remember being let down. I never played in theaters anywhere near where I was. So I think it went direct to video. That's I always thought it went direct to video. Hmm. Didn't it? Maybe it, it get, didn't... maybe it got a limited release, but it definitely didn't get a wide release where where I hmm. live. Well, I'm not sure. I'll look into it. Roddy McDowell did he die in the first movie? Or no? He's, no. He's, he's in it. He's in part two. Yeah. He's in part two. Okay. See, I can't remember. Remember, I've only seen it once, so I'm just going by that. So he came back too. Well, that's kind of cool. Okay. So you're basically in the same area, six, six and a half, something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I remember. I remember being. I'd say maybe six and a half, seven when I was younger. Okay. But, yeah, but I'd probably come in at six and a half. I, have to, I do. I haven't watched it in a while, but I. It's like I said, that made me interested in checking it out again for sure. It had a limited release. It had a limited release. It made about three million in theaters, but it looked like it played in about like 160. Theaters or so worldwide. Oh, well, that's nothing. Yeah, that's uh, nationwide. How did it make is, three yeah. million in theaters? Then that seems that must. Yeah, be I don't. I think. I don't know. Um, Video gross. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. Okay, well, this is part two of the question. Ryan Murphy's brilliant new series *Feud* that aired back in the spring entailed the rivalry rivalry between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. That all went down with the production of the deliciously creepy gothic horror film *Whatever Happened to Baby Jane*. The series had me wanting to dive into the realm of psycho bitty films or exploitation that started with Baby Jane. I have watched a handful of these, which I have all enjoyed so far, and I can't see what's not to love about these films, especially for horror fans. They're fun, campy, well-made, and star wonderful actresses of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Any opinions, favorites, or thoughts on this subgenre? Then he gave us a link with a great article, which... Yeah, I looked over that article, Did and um, I've actually, besides whatever happened to Baby Jane, I've actually only seen two of the other films that are on the list, uh, Lady in the Cage, which is a great film, and Hush Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Sweet Charlotte, yeah. I saw that yeah. once. Which I also thought was terrific. I'm actually interested to check out, I've heard of m- most of the other ones, some of them I had never heard of, but I actually do tend to enjoy those films. The three that you know I mentioned I saw, I really enjoyed, so... But I just haven't seen any of the others. But three for three so far, so I might check out uh, Straight Jacket. I think that's there with Joan Crawford. Go. I yes. never saw that. Yeah. See, I learned of these movies because of Feud. I watched Feud because it's Ryan Murphy because I watched it. Yeah. And it was great. It was a great He's a show. Glee fan. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't seen Glee. Uh, I confess to that. I didn't even know. I found out later that he did Glee after American Horror Story started. But I could see the appeal. I might even because I think he's that good. And he is. A musical is not my talented. cup of tea, but I don't know. They did they did musicals in uh, season four with a uh, freak show. They, they did some musical numbers and things, and I could see it being good. But I know I know you said it as a joke, but I don't know. I might be able to watch Glee. I don't know. But anyway, I did. <laughs> I know you did. But Ryan Murphy, I don't know. I, I have confidence in him, so I'm going to watch that OJ show because I just found out that he did it and I didn't know that. So I'm definitely going to watch it now. But uh, 
yeah, Feud was really good, and it got me thinking about these movies. And I was actually looking at them saying, hmm, are some of these movies proto-slashers? Are they slashers? What are they? Because, you know, everything we're doing this year, it got me thinking. Because they talk about that that straight jacket movie in there and, and other movies that they were making. I'm like, well, wait a minute. They're showing axe killings and stuff. And she was uh, going around promoting it, carrying an axe. I'm like, this is a woman hacking people's heads off and shit. I'm like, is this a slasher or a pro? You know what I'm saying? So it got me curious. So the fact that they're good actresses. Uh, and, and these are violent films, and, and what I've seen from Baby Jane and Sweet Charlotte, I, I'm definitely interested in this, but I, I, I haven't seen any yet. But uh, the same effect that it had on him, it had on me. Then I'm, I'm very curious to look nice. into this hag exploitation stuff. You know? Yeah, I, I forgot to mention, I also recently bought, blind bought uh, Whoever Slew Auntie Rue with uh, oh. Shelley Winters, because again, it just it looks like it has that appeal to just be like a bonkers film. Right. What and about I've you? Only seen, I've only seen uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane and Hush Hush Sweet Harlot. <laughs> you sweet little harlot, you. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said, I'm like, Oop. but you know what? Both great. And I watched um, Baby Jane with my wife a couple of times. Like, she loves that movie too. And that's always good. As Dave said earlier, however, you can get your wife to watch a movie with you that you also appreciate. Uh, especially in the horror genre, it's fantastic. And so I'm all for it. I will have to check out that article because I will definitely uh, like to see more from that. I have not watched Feud, as I said earlier. You should. You should definitely watch Feud. And next season, it's going to continue, and it's going to be a different Feud next season, obviously, because you can only do so much with the first story. But... Family Feud? <laughs> you still <laughs> joke, you. Eyes cracking bastard. I couldn't get to it quick enough. <laughs> oh, shit. Come on down. Right. No, wait, that's... The price is right. I know fucking my game shows up. Come on down. What's behind curtain number two? Hey. Richard Dawson. No. Anyway, yeah, he Richard sums Dawson it up. Richard Dawson feuding with uh, Louis Anderson. <laughs> and there was that other guy, the guy with the glass eye, Columbo. Steve, he was a host there, Steve, too. Was it was Steve Harvey the host? Now he's Steve Harvey. Yeah, there's like been That's four Steve hosts. Harvey. There's another guy, like a, sh- a shorter guy. with a, It looked like he had a glass eye. Oh, like, wait. Phil Hartman? No, Pat. The guy who killed himself? It's well, Phil Hartman. He, did. he didn't kill himself. His wife killed him. No, it's no. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman was killed by his wife. The, one of the guys who hosted Family Feud after Richard Dawson killed yeah, himself. Yeah, maybe that's that's the guy. Richard Dawson killed himself? No, <laughs> after Dawson. Richard Dawson. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he said after Richard Dawson killed himself. <laughs> yeah, the guy who hosted after Richard Dawson, I think, killed himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dawson just went around kissing everyone on the mouth. Did he have a plate in his head? <laughs> <laughs> a paper plate, I believe. <laughs> Anyway, Raphael says, thanks for all the great work and effort that's put into your shows. As always, have a wonderful day or night, depending on when you're reading this. Raphael. Thank you, Raphael. You're my favorite okay. Ninja Turtle. <laughs> oh, God. And, the sh- and finally, Christian is responsible for the worst joke of the night. <laughs> usually, it's me, but it- usually it's me, but now it's you. Thanks, Rafa. <laughs> Can I call you Rafa? <laughs> yeah. Dave, whenever you're ready, please... Come Take on, us come out on Knuckles. I'm ready. I, come I on, got Knuckles. A Na- save us, Knuckles. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's Chuckles. Yeah, he's no, he's Fuckles. Fuckles. You're Chuckles. I'm Fuckles. Right, yeah. right, right. You're Knuckles. knuckles. <laughs> Three Knuckles deep in a man right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Hey, let me play this. Like, we got a voicemail. Hold up. Hey, guys. Bill Casanelli here from the Horror Mafia podcast, the newest podcast on the Horrorphilia Network. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm giving a call to... Give you guys a shout out, say hi, see what's been going on, as well as uh, let you know a couple of things that's been bugging me. First of all, 
I want to congratulate you on working with 22 shots for that six-hour extravaganza. However, um, it took me about a week to finish it, but I'm glad I did because at first I thought it was going to be nothing but six hours of moods and Christian apologizing to each other. <laughs> Secondly, I wanted to address the claims that Christian made that Tom Savini said in Grand Illusions that Bill Mosley had a plate in his head. Yeah, a paper plate, Brandon. We got it the third time. Anyway, uh, that would be a pretty good trick considering that Grand Illusions came out in 1983 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 didn't come out until 1986. Second book, second Although book. Although you may be referring to Grand Illusions 2, which he put out in 93, but... I have to go reread that one again. I have to dig through my book collection. I'll let you know the outcome. Anyway, guys, great couple of shows, and have a great show tonight. Bye. Thanks, BC. Thank you, BC. <laughs> it's not called Hor- the Mafia Brothers. <laughs> it's nice oh. to hear. It's nice to hear him without him dropping out every two seconds like he does on the Horror <laughs> Mafia. Oh. <laughs> hey, he yeah. was he was giving it to us, right? It's great true. voicemail, <laughs> and it wasn't Great Illusions too. We already figured that out. I'm going to find it. I'm going to fucking Wait. find that article. Wait. So it wasn't Grand Illusions 1, and it wasn't Grand Illusions no, 2. I said Grand Illusions, but he doesn't actually talk about Texas Chainsaw right. Massacre until Grand Illusions 2. But I, I, that was where I put that snippet, and it's definitely not that. I swear it, it's from Fangoria Magazine. Just fucking cracking wise up there. What's, what are you no, going to say, no, I was going to say, if it's not in Grand Illusions 2, check Guns N' Roses, use your illusion 1 and 2. Dude. It might be in there. You know what? I, I, and it's hard tell. to handle this plate in my head on November rain. I don't know. Everybody's singing tonight. Just oh, not well. Shit. I know. I'm catching on. See, now you guys are singing. See what happens? I should have thought of better lyrics. I had nothing. Yeah. Thank God. Chuck, it's a no, pipe yeah. dream. Thanks, BC. I love how he fits that little fucking plug for a show in there, too. A pipe dream. In this case, it's Christian's crack pipe dream. Yeah. <laughs> he finally wakes up. Would you have a fucking double espresso during the break? No, oh, the, uh... <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke. I'm not going to say anything. Wow, he finally held back for making a bad joke. Yeah, finally. I know. <laughs> what is this? What's going on here? You want me to soar? Is that what it is? <laughs> I want you to soar like the eagle that you are. <laughs> I'm trying, Americans. buddy. You got to make an answer yourself to make me look better, though. See, so well, tell a bit. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's get to those questions. We, we got more on the uh, on the page, okay. and that's it. A lot of Sophie's choices. Yeah. So um, let's see what we have. Just hey, what's a, a word for Sophie choice? That, I are don't we know. answering that anyway? Like, aren't we saying, I'm keeping in, this one alive. I think a finger in the ass. <laughs> I think there's a finger in the ass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we got a lot of things here. We asked for some questions. We got them. Okay, Sophie's Choice. Oh, uh, Jordy wants to know why Brandon keeps sending him uh, Everwing. Okay, we've discussed that. <laughs> Fucking Sorry, <goodness>. Jordy. <laughs> Matthew Tangan. Okay, okay, question for you folks. What is your favorite WTF ending to a horror film? I think someone did mention Sleepaway Camp. Right. Someone in did, response yeah, to his, into his question. So, yeah, come back to me. I can't, uh, I, I didn't write one down. You know, um, one that pops into my mind that it's a what the fuck ending because I'm not sure I understood what the hell was going on the whole entire movie is A Field in England 
or even the film Escape uh, Escape from Tomorrow. Oh, I didn't the see one, it. The one Escape from Tomorrow is the one shot guerrilla style at yeah. Disney, and it has just a crazy like a literal what the fuck ending. And um, a field in England, I just I didn't understand the whole movie. It's from the guys who did uh, Kill List, Sightseers, and that those those films. I think oh, ben, yeah. ben Wheatley. Mm-hmm. So and that could be yeah. taken what the fuck like mouth dropping like I love it or what the fuck this just went what the fuck just happened yeah <laughs> these were what the fuck just happened pretty much the whole movie like what the fuck's going on but that's that's two that came to my head immediately when I heard what the fuck you know what I'll, yeah. I'll see one a suburban film Serbian film I always do that a Serbian <laughs> 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 and he drove that truck right up his ass. <laughs> a Serbian film. Just when you think that movie couldn't get any fucking worse, you get the you get the biggest what the fuck ending. That's Good a call. good one, man. That yeah. is that is a what the fuck ending. Yeah. It is. It is a what the fuck ending. Okay, I got one. Christmas Evil. Oh, a great example. My Not as good one. as mine, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think I, I love that ending. You, you, Christmas you did Evil. Trump me. That fucking is a what the fuck. <laughs> Totally, man. <laughs> For so many okay. reasons, like Ed Wood part to it, where he falls down that they didn't do a double take. He falls down and <sighs> knocks the snow, the fake snow <laughs> thing off. You're like, what the fuck just happened there? Oh, we'll right, just keep it right. in the movie. And then he just <laughs> drives that van right into the sky. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. <sighs> okay. Neil Robson wants to know, what's the episode and reviews? Oh, the episode is 43... <laughs> The reviews are another evil and um, pieces of talent. At this point, he knows pieces of talent. You <laughs> probably listened to it already. I think he wrote the answer down on the page too. <laughs> and then he and then he goes a step further. He sends us an email. It's the only email we're not addressing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we got to think about it. We got to think a little bit more about it. it yeah, Dave it's true. Was Dave Z. <laughs> yeah, Dave yeah. hit that delete button, not knowing what it was going to do. Twice I hit it. Yeah, yes. Let's see what this does. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, d- double click delete restores, I heard. <laughs> I was panicking. I was in full panic mode. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Denise Thomas says, asks, Sophie's Choice, Halloween 1978 and Black Christmas. Wow. I will take He's... Halloween. I'll kill Black it? Christmas. Yeah, uh, edible. Edible. Yeah, I, got, I, I love Halloween too much to, to not pick Halloween. So it's just, I have to. Brandon, we know what your answer is. No, 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 we don't know. You know what? What? (laughs) I'm going to make a sacrifice. Dave sacrificed the Lost Boys for me in order to save Fright Night. And I'm going to sacrifice Black Christmas and save Halloween for him. Wow. Really? Yeah. Bring it in, boys. It's another brutal moment (laughs) in the the exploding headquarters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm doing that for you, Dave. So you sacrificed Christmas one of for Halloween, huh? One of my favorites. But Halloween is also one of my favorites. One of your favorite and most overrated movies you ever ever made, according to you. What, Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's overrated. People blow it like it's the second coming of Christ. Did he come Aww. a second time? I always do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, that was a surprise. That was a surprise. Thank if you. Your perfect film could be overrated. It's Halloween. That's all I'm saying. So how about that? We all agree on Halloween. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Nice. Warren money. Oh, 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 oh. This is, this is fucking crazy. 
I'll this take money any day. Crazy. Money, money, I'll take money. Money's my choice. You said war or, or money, right? <laughs> war or money? <laughs> I just war said money. War and money. Oh, war on money? Okay. War and money. <laughs> Wowzers. I'll take money. Wowzers. I know. Man. Wow. And now I, re I reclaim the low joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Load. Dave, he asked me, Day of the Dead or Texas Chainsaw Massacre 74? Wow. I do love both films, but ah oh, man, yeah. Nah, I gotta I gotta keep Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I gotta keep it. So sorry, Day of the Dead. Um, Mine's Christian, fucking brutal. Video Drome or Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? Wow. Yeah, uh, kill yourself now. <laughs> Neither. Yeah, this was hard. I, I I'm admittedly one of my favorite films, or one of my favorites, one of the favorite slashers. I'm going to have to say this is going to probably surprise a lot of people. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't surprise anybody. But I think I'm going to keep Videodrome and kill Friday the 13th, yeah. too. Because I yeah, still have Friday the sad. 13th. <laughs> True. <laughs> you gloating prick. <laughs> yeah, but, but still, when I, when I looked, looked at it, I'm like, that son of a bitch. If you didn't pledge, I wouldn't have answered the question. <laughs> Did he leave one for me? Yeah, are you ready? Of course not. Of course not. Picnic at Hanging Rock or Tenebrae. Oh, fuck, man. He he really did his homework, right? Yeah, yeah, he knows. Yeah, fucking brick. Here comes the money. <laughs> Dead air. Really I'm really thinking, holy I, crap. I knew that, that Christian was picking video drone. You know what? Oh, I was hoping not, though. I was hoping he was going to pick Friday and save it. Oh, my God. This is going to sound crazy. A sacrifice I'm keep, nothing for I'm nobody. keeping I'm keeping picnic. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I'm keeping picnic. I I I'm keeping it. It's such a brilliant film. Oh my god. I'm keeping picnic. I'm getting rid of Tenebrae because I still have Argento's other masterpieces like Deep Red and Suspiria. I think he's actually Phenomena. weeping, boys and girls. Like he's weeping into his own hands. He actually <laughs> he picked those he, that was a real Sophie's choice. It would have been easier for me to give up one of my kids. <laughs> you give up one of your kids every night when you freaking shoot a load on the ceiling. Yeah. I give up 10,000 of them every night. <laughs> they taste great. Uh, they taste... Less filling. Why, why so salty, kids? No. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the Ram Man. Will Annabelle Creation live up to the hype? I'm going to answer it quickly. Annabelle Creation... The hype that I'm getting from it, it, it it's reminding me of uh, when Flanagan did the Ouija thing. Same type of thing. It, it's a origin story, and it's from, well, not Flanagan, but I'm guessing a different director, and it's getting some hype. So I think that it's going to be just as good as, uh, as the Ouija movie was, and I enjoyed it. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it lives up to the hype, but I think it'll be good, not great. That, that, that's my prediction. What do you guys think? I agree totally with you I'm, i think it's gonna be more well received than the original annabelle in terms of agree. you know the horror, horror community things. reading yeah. it right right horror not right. not in terms of money it'll it'll do well at the theaters but uh yeah i could see it like uh like uh flanagan's ouija being more uh critically accepted well it has been critically accepted which is bizarre because that usually you don't get that buzz so early in the in the in the game so i think I think, yeah, I think it will be good. I didn't hate Annabelle like everybody else seems I to didn't. say it was a garbage movie. I didn't see that. Uh, I still haven't seen it. It wasn't, it really? wasn't, wasn't yeah. the best, but I didn't think no. it was absolute dreck. I thought it was like uh, six, six, seven. 
in that range. That high? Wow. Well, six, like for sure. I yeah, maybe six point seven five. Yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> One of Dave's new numbers. I just created a new rated. <laughs> Six point seven five for him. Yeah. <laughs> One of those numbers Dave created. <laughs> yeah. Oh perfectly. shit! But no, I think yeah, this one should definitely spread. I didn't like Flanagan's Ouija, to be honest. So I liked it. I didn't love it. It was fun. Yeah, I liked. I gave it a seven. Yeah, I was in that area, something like that. But Annabelle, I'll tell you what. I don't understand why horror fans were were thinking it was going to be good in the first place. It was I, I don't get that. Like when I heard it was coming out. I I thought it was going to – I predicted, you know, it would be like a 3 out of fucking 10 and ended up being a 5 for me. Well, I think so, people were so impressed with The Conjuring. They just thought any spinoff of The Conjuring would be good. And, and then – I mean, I still haven't seen it, but I hear it just went very generic and very silly. Don't they know by now, though? I don't know why people, hardcore fans like us, would think that Annabelle would be good. I, you know, I don't feel like it's necessarily the hardcore fans who are complaining. I think it's probably more the casual fans who are... I disagree. I think the casual fans love it, and the hardcore fans hate it. That's what I think. I, I think that it went over. Like, I think if you go to, like, junior high school and you talk about Annabelle, <laughs> some kids will all say, hey, you know what? I, I thought it was pretty good. Like, hey, junior high Dave, school kids, you your know? restraining order says you're not allowed to go to the junior <laughs> high school. <laughs> <laughs> you Ben Bummer, you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I'm just saying, people in that age group that who it's targeted for, I think I think it went over. I think they were fine with it, but I think I don't understand. You might be right. I I'm not sure. People like podcasters shit all over it when it came on, and I remember when it came on, and they were saying things, and I'm listening to people's podcasts, thinking, "What about this made you think this was going to be a good movie?" I assumed it was going to be shit right off the bat, and then everybody shit on it. Then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, it's not that bad." Matter of fact, it's a little better than I thought. Oh, because but. podcasters are scum. <laughs> yeah, fuck those podcasts. <laughs> Present company included. Let's shout out five <laughs> podcast scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And we could, too. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking, remember how I, I couldn't remember before? the um, I, I had five podcasts to shout out, and I, I couldn't remember the one. Your member berries? <laughs> <laughs> no, member Barry. Something no, with red it, in it. You said. Yeah, red on you podcast because it's new. So, yeah, so check that one out. I've only listened to to one time, but it, it popped in. So I've done my due diligence. I think I've, I've named five podcasts tonight. So, yeah. Let's so there we go. New math. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what math it is. I yeah. suck at it. Whatever. Considering you named three. I mean. Yeah. All right. Why did not name five. three? I, I I I said Tab's new show. I said Terror Dome. I said Red on You. Okay. Yep, that's three. And then the other two. The oh, two that you guys gave the brothers. Oh, the Mafia cousins. Super Mario. <laughs> Super Mafia cousins. <laughs> and uh, Cinema Blend or Cinema. Cinema <laughs> Blend. <laughs> so there, five. Oh, Damn it. Cream okay, no sugar on that radio. Cinema Blend, please. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, let's go on here. Bobby Myers, what do you think of Amityville 2, The Possession? I think it's a good movie. Definitely the best Amityville movie. Well, I think everybody knows how I feel about Amityville 2. I, I can't shut up about it on the show or anywhere. I love that fucking movie. I love it, too. It's it's dark. Best one in it's... the series, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 I haven't watched some of the la- latter ones, obviously, but I can't think that any of them are going to top that. Oh, you can't, can you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you I okay? hope your fucking new show blows. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. I'm such an asshole. I did, I even... <laughs> it's great. Oh, oh boom. <laughs> Sophie's Choice from Adam Claver. Okay. The Shining or Jaws? Well, Ooh. I'm keeping The Shining. And I love Jaws. I showed it to Francesca a couple days ago. But I gotta keep The Shining. Fuck. I gotta keep Jaws. Shining. Alright. Two Shining, one Jaws. Alright. Amityville Horror or The Omen? Omen. 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 I Omen. went right at it. Omen all around. Okay. What if it was Amityville 2, though? Omen. I, I don't know. I'd probably still keep Omen. I probably would, but the I can't final conflict. Say. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now, Omen 2 versus Amityville. No, I think Amityville 2 over Omen. Anyway, we're, we're going off. Okay. Sleepaway Camp or The Burning? This is going to be interesting. The Burning. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Sleepaway burning camp for, for me. me. The Burning oh. for me. It's killing me. with less dick in it. <laughs> yeah, but Not much burning. Less. You got something. You got something if it's burning. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, uh, Saw or The Conjuring? Did you answer that one? You said Sleepaway Camp 2? Dave didn't answer it. Yes, I did. Sleepaway Camp, I said. Uh, oh, did, did I thought you oh, said okay. okay. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Saw or The Conjuring? Hmm. I saw. Think I do saw. Saw. Wow, all right. Pretty cool. Brian Christopher. Sophie's Choice. Psycho or Halloween? Oh, shit. Halloween. Halloween's days. Sorry. I love Psycho too. These are movies that are all in my top ten, and then they're fighting with each other. The movies that we're talking about, you know. I do. I love Psycho. I love Hitchcock, but I think I would have to take Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you. Halloween. Nice. Wow, you surprised me, Brandon. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right, Adam Cleaver again. Reverse Sophie's choice. He said Halloween Resurrection or Jason Goes to Hell. So then I asked him. So if it's reversed, does that mean we pick the one that we are throwing away? And he says, yep. <laughs> so, in essence, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. So and that's what are you throwing away? Resurrection, Halloween Resurrection. Get the fuck out of here. Versus what? Jason Goes, Jason to, hell. goes to Hell. The two worst freaking movies of their franchises, in my opinion. Arguably, but yeah. Arguably, of course. Yeah, I'd probably, yeah, I'd get rid of Resurrection. I would get rid of Resurrection too. Absolutely. <laughs> Because H2O, H2O was a perfect way to end a series, and it's, it should have ended there. And it, yeah. Can so, we hear, yeah. Can we hear why again? <laughs> no. no, we can't hear why again. Because <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous what they did in Resurrection. Why, do, why am I the asshole of the show tonight? <laughs> what do you mean? You tonight? didn't realize you, you always have been? This is like the twist being revealed. You've always been the asshole. I didn't know it was me. It was <laughs> this is like an Andy Milligan for what? I'm the asshole. Oh, this is like the end of pieces of talent. Christian, <laughs> it was always you. It's always been about you. You've always been the asshole. You've like always it. been the caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> you are the asshole. You've always been the asshole. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Where are we? Casey Bates. More frightening in horror films, dogs or cats? I gotta tell you, dogs. I, I figured you would say dogs. I figured the the popular answer is dogs, but usually dogs are endearing in horror movies. There's the only dog I can think of that's bad. Oh wait, oh no, no, no. 
we got the fucking the Italian the, dogs. Yes, we got the Italian dogs. <laughs> the Italian like, dogs are the worst. Got the Italian dogs. dogs, got dogs the Ghostbuster dog. Okay, who brought the dog? And then we've got poor <laughs> 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 little pooch. Yeah, Cujo. Yeah, White Cujo dog. Was Mike dog. White, white dog. Yeah, Mike dog. You never saw a white dog? <laughs> no, what's a white dog? It's white about dog a white is a Sam dog. Fuller film. It's like yeah. about like a, racist a, a racist dog, and they try to. Oh, it's fucking devastating. I gotta see it. Oh god. god. <laughs> it's, Monster it's a good dog film. with Alice Cooper. Good... It's a great Monster film. Dog. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I wanted to say cats because I was only thinking about Cujo, but yeah, the Italian a dog. Boy and his dog, Milo Man, and Otis. Man's best friend. Beverly <laughs> Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> okay, I guess it's dogs. Okay. Joe Parker. Okay, fellas, what was the very first podcast you remember listening to? It doesn't have to be horror. And what made you guys decide to take the leap and start podcasting yourself? Mm-hmm. That was either Mark Marin or How Did This Get Made? Cool. So. so that was your first. So what made you decide to take the leap and do it yourself? Uh, I think because I realized no one's talking about these Friday the 13th movies the way we want to. We'll base it on that and talk about slasher movies. And really, at the time, I think you guys and Banana Laser just started up maybe a few months before us. The only ones that were doing like Friday the 13th were those now playing, and I didn't find them interesting at all. And there was not much on Friday the 13th, and so we just started doing that. And roughly the same time, two other Friday the 13th podcasts came out. One of them's long gone, and one of them is still running now. It kind of became like the official Friday the 13th podcast. Yeah, the return to, to, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the return to Camp Blood. Boys, that's what Oz was on initially, and then they oh, yeah. had a few rotations as well. Shout out to Oz. Shout yeah. out to um, Post-mortem. Postmortem. Cool, cool. What about you, B? Was your first 22 shots? Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I'm not surprised. Yeah. I discovered them through YouTube. Yeah. And nothing made you think you could do it. I made you think you could do it. <laughs> yeah. And, no, to be, it's totally true between you and JP. Because yeah. honestly, I, I had second thoughts about doing it up until we sat down and did it. I hate yeah. the sound of my voice. Now I've gotten used to it. And I think I'm absolutely awesome at it. But <laughs> Now you know how 1,300 people feel a month. Hey, it's up to 1,350 now. Yo, wise crack and brick. <laughs> Fifty more dying. <laughs> crack and wise. I really do enjoy now listening to all the different horror podcasts. I don't get. I wish I had. I I do have the time. I need to make more of an effort to listen to more because I enjoy listening to everyone's take and approach to it. If you got the time, we've got the beer. Sorry. Oh God! What did I do? I don't. I don't want to actually enjoy everybody's take on it, and I don't want to be a prick. Well, no, like well, a prick. no, no. But I'm sometimes not I'm that like, every, yeah, 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 they're not all great. You gotta have, you gotta have a personality. You gotta have a viewpoint. Viewpoint. You can be all over the place. You can be scatterbrained. I don't care. I, I'm kind. Of, I'm like that myself. However, it's got to come together. So, like you guys, I think bring it together, and I think that's why, why this show works, and why a lot of other shows on this network work. But not everybody's got that. Oh, together sure. forever, never to part. Yeah. Yeah, man. See? Together forever with you. <laughs> yeah, very and this good. Song, this song. <laughs> yeah, Dave and JP got me into podcasting. There you go. And I listened to the Skeleton Crew and got hooked right away and said I wanted to be part of it. Sure, I would have loved to have been on that show, but I had no right to saying, hey, I want to be on your show. But as I was listening to it, I said, you know what? 
I could do this. Like right away, I thought I could do it. You know, I said, you know what? I know my information. I, I know a couple things about the genre. I think I could be somewhat entertaining and funny. I think I can do it. And that was it. It was just like what happened? I don't know what. The <laughs> <fuck happened. laughs> I don't know. Obviously, I'm useless without my notes. So how good am I? You know. <laughs> Dave got me into podcasting. Christian's going to force me to quit podcasting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll give Sim an attack one more try. <laughs> nice. Where am I Here we go again. Okay, Marco V. Are we all David Long? Brandon's David yeah. Short. <laughs> I'm, I'm David gonna... Average. <laughs> well, I'm David. I'm halfway there. And uh, I think there's a little David Long inside of all of us. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's That's perfectly said because there's definitely a little bit. Maybe yeah. not on the acting part. There's definitely a little bit of tendencies to want to go David Long on some people. Yeah. Yep. I do want to go David Long on some people. I want to go Ben Bummer on some others. And some days I want, I want to pull a Gordon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> Dave went Ben Bummer on me last week. I haven't been walking right all week. What do you say, Dave Limp? What? Dave went Ben Bummer on me last week. Oh. And I haven't been walking straight all week. I, I love what you Dave hear him. right here. I love it. I want to be right? inside Dave's head. <laughs> Gave me Crohn's disease. Oh, that's my brother. And as a matter of fact, today I was hanging. I was at a family picnic, and for the first hour I was there, half of what I said, my brother didn't hear it. He kept saying the, the wrong thing. And it's funny because one of us is always doing that. And we discussed it. Uh, we discussed it today. How for years it's been happening. It's been happening to friends of ours. This has been an ongoing thing for years, <laughs> years. Not just me and my brother, but friends of ours too. Tons of people. It's crazy. How he long? Here after. Edwards. Edwards. Years. Alex wants to know, will the new Halloween come out in 2022 or 2023? <laughs> it, it, it's true. It's true. I, will this movie even come out next year? I'll believe it when I see it. No, I always want to be, yeah, we're going to take the Z, Dave Z approach this time. You have to. Yeah. You, you have to. Matter of fact, October 13th, <laughs> I'm putting something out on the Patreon page since we can't record that day because it's a Friday and we want it to come out that day and to time it. I said on Friday the 13th, I will record something that day. So there you go. I'll release something on Patreon. It'll probably just be me talking shit. You know? <laughs> say, I told you, motherfuckers, this movie wasn't coming out. Fucking, what, what this bonus material is fucking off the charts. Yeah. yeah, thanks for giving us your money. Now, fuck you for thinking this movie was coming out. Yeah. <laughs> It's just you cursing them for fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. Well, I'm going to put one out where I'm just wearing a hockey mask and masturbating. I don't know if that's going to draw some Do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I think listeners of this show would appreciate that. I think we could put all kinds of wacky, ridiculous stuff on the Patreon no page. <laughs> okay, all right. And BC, last question. Will Brandon tell the same paper plate joke again tonight? <laughs> Ah. Nah. All right. If you guys want to get on the group page, please do, because that's where we're uh, soliciting questions sometimes. So go on to Facebook, type in Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, and we'll pop up. You ask to join, we let you in. There you go. we got a lot of people on there. It's a lot of fun. So do that. If you want to send us an uh, email, it's explodingheadshorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to send us a uh, – send us a – yeah. If, if if you want to call us, I have to tell you the number, which I don't have anymore because I uh, I don't know what our number Just is. Random dial. Here it is, seven zero two. I found it. Six two five 
702-625-2224. That is on the very top of our Facebook group page. So if you belong to the Facebook group page, you have the information at the top of the page. You wouldn't believe how many people ask me that on the page. What's the number? What's the email? I did I'm get like, a question. Is it toll-free all over the world? Do you know that? Or do you have to Alexander Graham Bell? I don't fucking know. Toll-free. Toll-free. It's a fucking legitimate question. It is, but they can find out their own way, I guess, because yeah. I, I can't find... you. Well, you can call from Canada, right? Yeah, I could. Right. <laughs> I, I choose not to, but I could. Yeah. Try Calling to, to my own show seems a little Canada. fucking stupid. But I mean, <laughs> call from Canada and see what happens. Hello, me? <laughs> Hello, me? It's me again. Hello. <laughs> what okay. song? Right. Hey, Marco, call us. You're, you're in Finland, you know? Try it. Let us know what happens. There you go. Ask Charlene to call from France. See what happens. See? How's that? Guys, if you're listening, call. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Okay. What do we got? A couple triple R's here? A couple couple quick ones to run through? Yeah, let's do it. Christian, you have one. I have two. They're 2017. Let's hear me real quick. All right. I'll start off with a 2017 one that popped up on Prime, and it's called Glass Coffin, the Spanish film. I'm going to read the description that I pulled off the B. Amanda steps into a limousine waiting to take her to a gala ceremony where she will receive a lifetime award for her acting career. Suddenly, the windows go dark, doors lock, and Amanda's phone is jammed. A strange, metallic voice tells her that she's trapped and begins forcing her to do things that eat away at her self-respect and integrity. Will Amanda escape the diabolical game? You know, it sounds like a cool little setup, almost like a mini, like, saw setup. Like, here she's traveling, and, and, you know, what's what's the outcome? What are the consequences? What's going on? What did she do? I feel like, ultimately, with this one, things are revealed rather quickly, and then they just become out, outright ridiculous. It, it's, it becomes silly at some point, and some of the effects, one particular effect towards the end of the film is absolutely ridiculous. All I'll say is... Lord of the Rings, and if you see it, then you'll hopefully know what I'm talking about. You know, it's just, it falls flat. I don't I don't really care about the character. There's not much in, in way of character development. We get very little in terms of backstory, and, and very little in terms of character growth as the film progresses. And it takes place the whole time in the limo, which is, I don't know, it gets old after a little while. I still recommend checking it out. I think it'll appeal to some people, but for me, it was just just average. I give it a 5.5 out of 10. What's it called again? Uh, the Glass Coffin. It's hard to find on IMDb because it goes yeah. under its Spanish title. Oh, okay. But if you, if you type, if you Google Glass Coffin 2017, then it'll give you the Spanish title and you link you to, to the Coffin Classical. It's like El Atod <laughs> something. Fucking this guy, cracking wise. Classical. <laughs> I, can't I had it. high hopes for it because that's the type of film I n- normally like, these psychological films. But again, like when everything's revealed so quickly and there's literally no mystery left, there has to be some sort of ta-da moment at the end. There has to be some, not necessarily another twist, but some sort of like big, big grand ending and just just goes out with a whimper as far as I'm concerned. All right, well then, I probably the will last see it coffin. But it's not Prime. Yeah, it's on Prime. Short movie, like an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15 minutes. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, this one, we almost did this. We had a screener, but we couldn't get to it in time. Uh, we almost covered this as a feature, and 
ended up. I'm, I'm glad we ended up not doing it. <laughs> oh um, god. No, and I, I'm not even saying it, it's a bad movie. It's mm. just not the kind of movie that uh, there's really not a whole lot to say. Like the movie we're doing tonight, instead of it, much better yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Believe me. So this one's called Killing Ground. It's an IFC midnight film. Uh, it, it, here's what the B says. A couple's camping trip turns into a frightening ordeal when they stumble across the scene of a horrific crime. Basically, this is basically. There we go. By the way. <laughs> by the way. I listen to 22 shots. They all say basically when they do. They do. They do. Yes. I heard it also. Yeah. We all now, do it. It's it's one of those words. Instead of like saying um or, or pausing, it's a, it's a uh, whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, than, that's it. Yes. <laughs> it's in transition to your next fucking sentence, Brandon. Stop fucking stuttering. <laughs> you stuttering prick. Basically yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> Basically shut the fuck up, you stuttering transitional prick. Uh, yes. So this is the Australian film. There's like these people that are camping. It's a um a guy and his wife and their and their daughter, teenage daughter, and they go camping, and uh, they're they're heading up somewhere and they bump into these this this one guy and he says, "Don't take this road. Take this road because it's um you're because of what you're traveling with. It's good. It's too steep. Something or other, and you're better to go here. Something like that. So, uh, but then after that, it follows this couple, and it also follows the guy that gave him directions, him mm-hmm. and his and his friend." And they're basically criminals. And the, the, you can tell they're shady individuals right off the bat. And you're not sure exactly what they're up to, but we know that this guy gave him directions to go there. So th- these people get up there, the three of them, and then they see that there's another tent there. Someone else is camping out. And uh, Two tents? It's two tents. Relax. Take and it, it is easy. two tents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Here's so there's a family there. They can't get any reception on their phone. They seem like really good people, but there's this other family there. It, it, it's a guy and his wife and a baby. But the thing is... It takes a baby camping. You see... I know, right? You see them there sometimes, but you never see them interact with each other. So you see one family and then the other family. And uh. then it, it, you're kind of going between their story and the story of the two guys. And later on, some things get revealed... Uh, there's a real good shot with the one girl walking, the mother, and the baby walking in the background. She suddenly appears, and it, it's kind of a, an interesting shot there because it's nothing like I've seen before. It, it's, that, that's something I took from the film, but it, it's survival horror. Uh, something gets revealed, and all of a sudden you see that there's something going on with the time periods. It isn't like a straight-up narrative. That's what I was going to ask you. There's there's different timelines. I, yes. I, I, that sounds cool. But the way they showed is weird. Like, the one guy walks off with the guy that we're seeing, and then the very next scene is the same guy showing up with another guy wearing different clothes in the, in the same place. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? I had to rewind it for like three times until I figured it out. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what's going on, and this is why. You know, it, it's really weird because, you know, it's mostly gunshots, the murders and stuff like that. Like I said, it's survival horror, so it, it is what it is. But I, I listened to another podcast cover, uh, Horror News Radio covered this. And they had the complete opposite feeling I had. They weren't on board that all that much the first two acts. And they thought the third act is when it really revved up. For me, the, the building of the story in the first two acts was what it was all about. I really enjoyed it. Then when it got to the third act, it, to me, it was kind of run of the mill. And I, I was almost checked out by them, But when all the action started happening. But that I do kind of check out with action shots and action scenes. But whatever. It's not a bad movie. It's How are you with great. money shots? <laughs> indeed practice makes perfect too you know 
I would say check it out. It's definitely worth watching. Uh, I give it a six out of ten. But check it out. You might like it more than I did. There's there's something that made no sense to me. There was like the, this thing with the baby. Something happens with the baby, and it seemed like it was something final. But then later on in the movie, the guy, the the other couple's talking, and they're saying something about the baby. And I'm thinking, well, what the fuck? Didn't this happen to the baby? How come you're acting <laughs> as if it didn't? It was just, it just, I don't know. If you guys watch the film, get back to me, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But... So which turned it into jam? <laughs> the witch didn't turn into jam. Are we, ta- are we talking jam. about the baby? <laughs> but something did happen to the baby. Yeah. Listen, I I thought the baby's out of the picture of the film. Were there three men <laughs> and a baby and a little lady? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, six out of ten. Killing round. I'm still gonna recommend it, even at a six out of ten. You might like it more than I did. I don't know. To me, it it's an okay film, and 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 that's that. So Ooh. there you go. Yeah. Back it up. All right, all right. Show starts here. <laughs> I finally watched Microwave Massacre. Right. I never seen it. <laughs> I don't even know if I heard of it. I, I got to be honest, until Dave said it was one of the first things he rented that I remember looking up. I'm like, I don't think I remember this movie at all. I got to tell you, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's crap, but it's fun crap. It, it's directed brutal. I mean, we open on a set of tits, a nice set of tits. Yeah. And then the whole opening, it looks like it's it's like a Porky's comedy, like a teen comedy gone wrong. Like nothing makes sense. Like there's like guys like girl, right. it's these guys go bonkers. Whenever anybody sees a set of tits in this movie, they go whoa, and then they go crazy. <laughs> they, they they gotta get them. And then I think she gets screwed. One girl gets screwed from behind her. Tits pop through the fence, and all these guys yeah. are trying to run towards them. And the whole beginning doesn't make a lick of sense, but it's fun. I uh, agree, and that's the and, best part of the film. It, it's, the first it's five crazy. minutes. It, and then, like, just for a, a quick synopsis, this is right from The Bee. Uh, by the way, Brandon, on your show, Son of Attack, you've never expressed... You, if they don't know who you are, which I'm sure they do, you just went, I got this from The Bee. I know. Yeah, if people don't know what The Bee is, fuck. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> first thing I thought of is, if you never listen to Exploding Heads, they'd be like, what the fuck's The Bee? <laughs> right? They'll learn. They'll learn. Well, this is from IMDb. Fed up with his wife's bad cooking, Donald kills her and turns to cannibalism to satisfy his appetite. And it's poorly directed. The gore effects are total like store bought, <laughs> severed heads, arms, and and and, and such. Uh, Jackie Vernon is great in it. Yes. He's a sleazeball. He's funny though. I thought he was hilarious. He cracks jokes left, right, and center. And they're the old school comedian type of jokes. So they're either gonna be absolutely hilarious or fall totally flat, but he's always cracking jokes. Kind of like a Rodney Dangerfield uh, type uh, yeah. personality, which is funny because I think Rodney Dangerfield was approached for this movie, but he wanted too much money, is what I read afterwards. Really? But there are some, obviously it's filled with cameos of comedians that I don't know, but they have little small parts. <laughs> like he goes in to buy a 10 foot mason jar. And he's like, get out of here. Get out of here. The guy leaves and it just hangs on the guy at the, in, in the store. And he's like, hello, Coast Guard. Is the coast clear? Good. And it's just like jokes <laughs> like that. And I, I admittedly, I was losing my mind laughing. I didn't think I was going to enjoy this movie at all. That's a great joke. <laughs> and I lost it. And like that whole line was like, I'm so hungry. I can eat a whore. And he gets the prostitute back and it cooks her. Again. We're not talking to high art here, but I fucking liked it. I give it a six out of ten. Nice. Nice. 
I gotta watch it again. Uh, I think I Dave's main issue was that it got like the Arrow treatment. Like, what's Arrow Video doing putting out like a premium edition of Microwave Massacre? Yeah, like well, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. In a way, it, sh- it should be like a five ten dollar Blu-ray that you could pick up, not a twenty dollar Ultimate Deluxe Edition. Well, right. It, my issue at that time was that all of a sudden everybody's talking about it and nobody mentioned it for freaking thirty years. Like I was I the was only not. guy. I was like Christian. I had never seen it. Never That's what I'm saying. I yeah. saw it. I rented the videotapes. Yeah. The, 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 as soon as I got my first card that my parents got for me at Video Factory, and it said he can rent rated R movies, the first two films we rented were Microwave Massacre and Nailgun Massacre. I remember that. It's so that. funny because Microwave yeah. Massacre has that silly cover with the head in the microwave, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. There's a couple I, of different I, covers. Like the one on, on yeah. IMDb is not the one that I remembered. The one I remembered was a lot cheesier. But I don't remember ever seeing that in any video stores here. And it's funny because uh, the main dude, it's Frosty's voice. Yeah. And, and I, I, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, that's Frosty. <laughs> the <laughs> snowman. In case well, yeah. Know who Frosty Frosty's is. fucking balls. Well, your, 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 your sex partner. <laughs> Frosty the blow-up doll. Oh, shit. All right, all right. What do you got, B? You're up. All right. My last triple R is also from 2017 this was actually sent to me from you via jason lloyd and it's called game of death Uh uh-huh game of death also another really short film again like an hour and 15 minutes and which is the trend for this year incredibly short films seven millen seven millennials excuse me play a game where their blood is taken and a random number is given they must kill that many people before the timer goes off, or they will be killed in exchange. It's basically Jumanji, basically. Jumanji meets Battle Royale. Huh. Now, the, the, concept, the concept, yeah, the concept is awesome, but the budget is so low. The dialogue is terrible. The, uh, the gore effects are good. If they don't complete their tasks, their heads blow up, which I thought was awesome. So it's Belko again. Yeah, Belko. Yeah, I mean, okay, but this is super low budget. It's not Belco. So it's low budget it's not Belco. Belco. Shut the fuck up about Belco. <laughs> Seems like a very low budget Belco. <laughs> yeah. It, I, all right. So basically, this this takes place at a company called uh, Delco. At <laughs> uh, Velcro? No, I'm kidding. No, it's it's just it's kind of silly because this game just short sort of shows up out of nowhere. It's just all of a sudden at this house where these seven kids are just hanging out, partying. They're entitled. They're rich. They think they're you know hot shit, and and uh, the game just sort of shows up. And the game looks like it's from like 1930. They literally put their fingers on it and it pricks their blood, and then it puts it into the game and the game pops up a number. The number says 24, and that's how many people they have to kill, or else the game will kill them. And, and yeah, for the rest of the movie, you hear that buzzer, the uh, the timer clicking down over and over. And the film also uses like uh, video game sequences. I know Christian talked about a movie recently that used that to show some of the kills. And I think it's also to um, probably save on the gore effects. Although some people might claim it's a social commentary on video game violence and how it affects the youth. But I'm not really looking that deep. This film, I think, tried to get a little deep. It tried to raise a few like philosophical questions about suicide and, and killing old people and sick people because that's one of the things that happens in the film. They decide we're going to go after older people and sick people because they want to die anyway. And, you know, it's basically is it is it worth taking 
someone else's life who's sick versus basically committing suicide. So those questions lie there. Uh, in the end, though, it's kind of generic and cliche, and the concept is great, but the movie itself falls flat for me. Uh, five and a half out of ten. And that was, that was Belko Jr.? <laughs> that was the title? <laughs> Micro yes. Belko? Game of Death. We got it. We got it. Sorry. He's not Game even responding now. It's like, that done. <laughs> Fuck you. Next. <laughs> the Velcro experiment. I recommend checking it out, though. It, it was trying to, it, to go for something deeper. I just felt like it, it didn't achieve it. It's probably a budgetary thing. But the, the gore you get in it is decent. The concept's awesome. Like, Jumanji meets Battle Royale. That's what somebody wrote, and that's a perfect description. But it's just poorly written and executed everything we want in a movie <laughs> but you could see, but you could see the concept was there which which gives you hope for the future yeah all right get ready guys this movie is called it stains the sands red yes i want to hear about this one 2017 yeah nice. uh here's what the b says in the, in the throes of a zombie apocalypse a troubled woman from las vegas with a dark past finds herself stranded in the desert with a lone and ravenous zombie on her tail. So, much different from another zombie movie that, that we've seen, or any zombie movies that we've seen. I guess you could say it had more in common with something like The Battery than it would, you know, standard zombie fare, because it's just one zombie. And for half of the movie, just it, it, it's two people. It, it's this girl being pursued by a zombie. And it, again, it never stops. It's it's the fear of, uh, that's what zombies do. So she has to keep moving. She's stranded in this desert. This girl is a stripper. She's uh, they're trying to flee. She's with her boyfriend in the beginning, and they're trying to flee. They're supposed to be meeting uh, at an air force base outside of the desert there, and they're supposed to be flying away with. Uh, I think they're they're involved in some type of criminal activity, but they're supposed to be meeting at this base with friends of her boyfriend's and flying off, getting out because it's freaking like I said, it's the zombie apocalypse. Should sit in the fan. They're they're cruising along. Uh, they get stranded for some reason or another, and I forget why. We see a disheveled zombie walking. At first, you can't tell it's a zombie. Uh, eventually, and the boyfriend shoots it down, but it gets back up. Uh, they get trapped in the car for a little bit, her and her boyfriend. Tell you what, the technical aspects are good here. There, there's a good score. There's a good soundtrack. Some good shots, swooping shots, overhead shot. It's good stuff. Uh, eventually, it just becomes the girl being pursued by this zombie. The boyfriend's out of the picture. And, you know, that happens early on, so it's not really a spoiler. The movie is about this woman, straight up. And at one point she comes up with a smart but gross distraction, which I won't say. It's something we haven't seen before in zombies, and she's trying to use certain things to attract the zombie, to kind of detract... Her period juice. Wow, okay. What? How'd you know? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's called It Stains the Sands Red. Yeah. And it's a follow-up to Christian's movie, uh, It Stains Its Underwear Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I shat my pants. You just shat your pants. You <laughs> <laughs> just body slammed me. Uh, yes. So, it's like I said, it's it, it's the mummy scenario, and it follows where it keeps coming, and that's the fear of it. She has to keep going. It's hot. She's in the desert. She does have some water, but, I mean, she's in the middle of the desert, and freaking, she's stranded. She doesn't have any food. She has a little bit of water left. She's constantly being followed by this zombie. It, it, it never ends. I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, <laughs> there's some tension there, of course. Uh, there's a bit of comedy for levity's sakes. She ends up giving him a nickname, which is actually quite funny. 
Uh, a few other things happen that eventually do cause her some more trouble. So we do get some other characters come in and some more danger and some things take place. But it's really these two. And she ends up talking to the zombie so much, we learn more about her. We learn more about her past. And, of course, she hates it because, you know, but eventually this movie goes to a different a different place. Then it comes to a, a moment that's either going to elevate it for you or it's going to make you hate it. Something happens where you're going to say, oh, geez, that would never happen. Somebody would never do that. Or you're going to look at it from the perspective that I looked at it and say, you know what? Because of this woman and because of her past and things in her life, I could see this actually happening. And it actually gets a little bit emotional uh, because you find out you form you find out more about her past, and she's a parent, and you keep seeing flashbacks to what happened when she had this baby. Yeah, she has a child that she's not with. Oh, parent! Mm-hmm. I thought you said parrot. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's a parent a of a child. No, Somebody no. Somebody want a cracker? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh. So Tell you find out more about this. You later. find out that she she is a parent. She has a child, and how she got to where she is because she's a she's a coked up stripper, and she actually is using cocaine while while this is going on to keep her going because that, that is a realistic thing. You know what I mean? She's she's sleep deprived. It's hot. It's in the desert. She's using coke to keep her going, and you know, and it's definitely believable. But because of the circumstances. In the character, all this becomes believable. And I'll tell you what, it got emotional for me. Like any good movie, it doesn't go as planned. Um, there's, there was a good scene that made me jump. Uh, there's some tributes here. Uh, we don't see a lot of kills, but the kills that we do see are, are freaking very good. And it, it adds to this film even more. So could you and, say that the kills that you do see are a doozy? Yes. Yeah, they're doozies. Yes. <laughs> Wow. I'm down with it. I am not down with that. That fucking <laughs> joke was fucking brutes. Yeah. <laughs> brutes. <laughs> well, listen, there's some there's some heavy emotion in this film. And anytime you're talking about parent and child stuff, that always hits me the hardest. And it did hit me. I was freaking almost tearing up. It, it really got me. It, it was quite a good film. I don't know. Uh, some people may get to that one part and they may say bullshit. But she does eventually make it to the airfield, then some other stuff goes on, and then it's all about her history with her child, how she's, you know, how she ended up where she's at. Now when shit hits the fan, where's her mind at, and things like that. And it's a really damn good movie. I recommend everybody see it. This movie is a nine out of ten. Wow! Holy shit, sticks! It stains the sands red. Go wow. out and see it. That's awesome. I'm excited that you really like this film because I've been wanting to watch this one. Don't hesitate. Go check this film. Awesome. I, I really Great want you guys to, to see it and, and tell me what you think. I just hope that you don't have that reaction because I really do think there's going to be a moment in this film <laughs> and you, you're just going to be like you're, – you're either going to it's you're either going to be on board or you're not. It's just one of those movies in a, a moments in a movie where you're watching it and you're just going to be like that's going to elevate it or it's going to completely ruin it for you. You're going to say that's ridiculous. That would never happen. Come on. Give me a break. I could see some people I'm saying I'm usually that, cool me, with it until we – like until – the movie's done, and then I think back. Usually, I'm okay with them. Usually, it's I'm a zombie. Okay. It's a zombie yeah. apocalypse film, though. So this really has to be some doozy <laughs> of a turn. In order. Better. Uh, <laughs> she makes a decision that you're gonna either be on board with or not. That, that's all I can say. It's it, it, it's it's a decision that's completely based on 
her heavy heart at the time because everything going yeah. on and her flashbacks to, to what things that have happened in her life and with her child. I want That's to see this. Like she's got a heavy heart. She's obviously got a heavy flow. I mean, there's got all the elements of a fucking great movie. <laughs> uh, it's good is, shit, man. Is this a sequel to Hustle and Flow? <laughs> <laughs> could be. Actually, Hustle, it could be. <laughs> because the way how her boyfriend is and how she is, I can see it. Holy I shit. think I I think I know what the twist is. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say anything, obviously, but. I'm going to watch it, and for the next show, I'm going to talk about it also quickly. But is this I think a cliffhanger? It is a cliffhanger, because I really think I know what the twist is, what the decision is, what the choice is that she makes. You think I'm and spoiling I, something? But do you think no, I, I, don't, I, I don't think you're spoiling it. I, yeah. I just think I figured it out in my head based on the way you described the film. Okay. That Bruce. review? <laughs> Fucking Bruce. <laughs> oh. This guy over here. Oh, that was good. Like, nine out of ten. Man, Dave, your 2017 is shaping up big. Doing okay. Yeah, yeah. eight and a half, Speaking nine. Speaking of shaping up big, this next film. Woo! Ah, right. I'm done yeah, with like, Triple R's. I only had the one. I'm sorry. I know. But I don't care that I only had the one because this movie was great. You're apparently you're apparently done with this conversation. Yeah, I'm done. I'm oh. And now we're moving on. Yeah, what else can we say? Right, I gave I gave my score. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're it going to our next film. Day. What were you expecting, Brand? <laughs> a little gratitude. You're fine. Okay, can we talk about this movie now? Are you ready to give it a description? Yes. Okay, this is our main event, 2017. Another evil. Okay, another evil, 2017. After encountering a ghost in his family's vacation home, Dan, a modern artist, and his wife Mary hire an industrial-grade exorcist named Oss to get rid of the beings. But Dan soon realizes that ridding the home of evil won't be as simple as it seems. Well said. Yeah, it's a good description there. Let me yeah. say off the bat, let me say off the bat that we are going to go into spoilers again. They'll be after the credits roll at the end like we did for Among the Living, because there is stuff to discuss in spoilers. And honestly, the reason we're doing this movie is because Jason Lloyd talked about it on Bloody Bits and yeah. said, I would like to see a podcast do a full review with spoilers and everything. He's some, like, someone like Exploding Heads. And I said, well, that's all we need. <laughs> you know what I'm, I mean? I'm glad he recommended it to you, and I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm glad we're doing it. And for anyone out there, I know, Dave, you're well-known for this, checking out the cover art. Don't judge this one by the cover oh. because it just has a. It's it's it looks like it's going to be just an awful, terrible film. Uh, a dumb, yeah, a comedy too, and there is some humor in this. Yeah, but the, it, it, you know what? The first twenty minutes, because I was going in expecting comedy, it I seemed like all yep. all the comedy was like in the first twenty minutes. And exactly, then, it gone. takes a turn. It takes a turn. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. going to be a straight up comedy. I look, I yeah. thought it was going to be like suburban gothic. No, there's I don't there's know why. comedy throughout, but it's dry. It's dry. Right. They play it absolutely right. straight. And yeah. I know, Darren, uh, Darren, Brandon, that's hard for you to wrap your head around. But, I mean, the reality is that there are, there are some great fucking lines in this movie. Some phenomenal oh. lines. I lost it a few times. But it, it's they're played, played straight. But you're right. First thing I said is I saw this cover art. And I'm not talking about what the filmmaker came up with because the filmmaker came up with his own version of the cover. Oh, yeah. You see it with the throw up, the, with the, the ghost, yeah. Ghost. Yeah, yeah, or, or whatever it looked like. It just looked like, yeah. The, and that looks really cool, the Balchidian. I, uh, but the, the, the other one with the two photos of Oz and uh, of um, 
Is Dan. It Jake? No, Dan. Dan. Jake. That, yeah, it's Jake. I'm one, Darren. That one, that one is just brutal. Yeah, he, he, do, not judge, do not judge the movie on that at all. Yeah, it is terrible. It looks too comical to me, too, I think. It and this is, like this is another so example. I said it earlier, and it's a great example of, of a fantastic, low-budget, independent film. Yeah, I'm going to blow my load here a little bit before we even start talking about the, the film substance, but... This has a front runner right now for one of my favorite lead male performances for the year. Yeah, the I son? thought Oz's, yeah. Oz's character was I thought was phenomenal. What? <laughs> I actually like Dan. I thought he was fantastic too. Oh, he was great yep. too. But yeah. I thought Oz's was character was, was had a lot of depth to it, and there's a lot of interpretation with that character. And I think that's why Jason recommended it. Yeah. You know, and we'll get to that in spoilers and stuff. But so much interpretation. But I'll tell you what. I mean, I agree that the performance by us was fantastic, but Dan, when we get to the spoilers, the looks on his face are are, are what make up my mind about a lot of things. Like, is he believing this or is he not? He's so good at conveying that with the faces he makes that I can, I believe that I can tell when he thinks it's bullshit and when he doesn't. And that's important for this type of film because the yeah. story is what do you believe is happening here and what don't you believe? And it's it's to the film's benefit. I'm glad I watched guessing. it twice. And you said you've watched it three times, so it would be interesting. Three because, times. Yeah, no, I watched it I twice. Came up, I came up with a couple different thoughts the first time, and there's, there's something in the second one that I said, okay, now this kind of answers it. However, this answers it one way, but there's still questions or things left that we're going to get to in spoilers that I'm like, but why is that there? And one of the things I'll say opens the movie. And I'm not talking about the beautiful little easy peasy pan across the horizon and the landscape and through the forest up to the very evil looking house that looks like two cat eyes, two eyes, cat yep. eyes awesome and, they're, and they're red. Yeah. And then what does it cut to? This real slow-mo monstrous shot of the sun pulling up yes. in the flame going, and it's revealed that the family's playing charades but yeah. how the director introduces the character is very interesting yes. to where the where the idea of the film goes yeah yep and Perfect. that well and, it, and it also yeah. it's funny because it also raises a big question because that's exactly why i can't be 100 percent with my idea of what i think is happening but I do really do. I, I really really do believe I've got it. <laughs> I really do do deep, really. But we'll see. Tell me what you want. What you really really, really want. want. Really really do. I really really do. <laughs> the one thing I like about this film is that it, it's set. It's set in the world where ghosts exist. So it's they're not really playing at do ghosts exist or not. They exist. There's different ghost hunters that are called in. He brings in more laid back. Uh, Oh, he's Ghost great. Hunters. That yeah, first guy is first. great. Yeah, he's great Dan, in everything ba- he's in, man. Dan Bacadal. Oh, he's actually in um, Life in Pieces right now on, on ABC. He's, a, he's great. He was also oh. in the uh, Jim Jeffrey show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seen him. Or I didn't yeah. recognize him. He's, he's, he's terrific. Too. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, he has a more laid back to approach saying that these ghosts are friendly and that you don't have to get rid of them you're lucky enough that you get to live with them yeah yeah and he goes, <laughs> you doing something to them is like them doing something to you it's kind of a dick movie you know, yeah, it, would be, it would be an asshole move to get rid of them it'd be kind of like yeah. an asshole move to get rid of them fucking lost my mind there 
Because yes. he sells it. So I read a review saying he was horrible in the movie. I'm like, what? Oh, no. He was phenomenal in the movie. Yeah. And, and it's just yep. as laid back. You're like, do you believe him? And obviously, Dan, it doesn't sit well with him because he sits with his agent which, or his best friend agent, whatever, afterwards. Yeah. And there's another fucking line that I lost my mind in an exchange when he sits <laughs> with his agent. He goes, you don't want, you don't want a haunted house. It's the last thing I want. Yeah. What a response. <laughs> I the thought last thing I that exchange want. was a great. You don't want a haunted house. It's the last thing I want. Right. <laughs> no other movie. Could, like, you'd be like, what fucking exchange is that? But it, it, it's beautifully written and beautifully, yeah. beautifully uh, acted by both both uh, parties. They're delivered beautifully. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, all all well written. Beautiful is right. It, very well written. Good characters. Good dialogue. Just freaking. There's no weak links. I don't think here. Uh, granted, it, it's for the most part a two man show after after we you know after the first act. You know, it, a little bit, a little bit like Creep in a way. Remember Creep from uh you know a couple yes, years ago. Yes, and it starts to take those dark turns where you're getting a sense of dread i'm like yeah like holy shit is this gonna turn into one of those movies where i'm gonna freaking need a shower after it really it really music was phenomenal oh yeah you're right simplistic but great like in in a good way like simplistic doesn't i I, when i say that sometimes i feel like that comes across as like i'm i'm giving a jab a compliment and a jab at the same time but no i mean it's just it works beautifully for for the movie well, you know what it is. It's a play on, on uh, what do you call it? The Moonlight Sonata. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Because yeah. th- every time it would kick in, you'd think it's, it's going to be, yeah, Moonlight Sonata. Yeah, yeah it's cool. They, they play it for a little bit, then it always changes up. So, but it's well done. Well done. Is. The sound, I listened to this through, you know, through my, my earbuds. I watched this on the computer two out of the three times I watched it. And uh, a lot of times when I do that, I really pick up. You know, good sound design. It's easier to pick up with headphones than it is, you know, even with surround sound. It's just, it's more direct when they're right in your ears, you know. And the sound design was good. The soundtrack was good. There's no complaints there. Technically, there's there's no complaint. It's a well-done film. Yeah, once Oz comes into it, I mean, I, I thought he was just so, <laughs> so great and so diverse because he starts off like, I don't know, he's like pathetic but relatable he's funny but arrogant at the same time and yeah and he's all of those things because he's like he's vulnerable too yeah he's like you know joey's like fuck joey (laughs) oh yeah and he calls him a bleeding Bleeding heart heart. always sides with the ghost or whatever (laughs) then he points at the paint at the paint stain he's like did they do that assholes yeah yeah (laughs) i like how we're introduced to him because you a, a good movie will build on something and, 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 you know, this does it in the scripting stage of having a story about us before we meet him. So the fact that his agent tells him about this ghost assassin that right. his friend used, which I thought another fucking line that made me laugh goes, yeah, but she believes in Atlantis. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, just, there's some, yeah, Greta. Yeah, but Greta believes in Atlantis. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I just thought it was fucking great lines and then, like that whole exchange with him and his and his buddy slash agent is beautiful, but they also introduce us through that storytelling technique, and it's great. Yeah. So you're already expecting something, and then he comes into play, and you're like, okay, cool. He doesn't totally dismiss Joey, uh, the first ghost guy. He just says, yeah, I know him. 
we all know each other kind of, but I don't really, you know, he could be right. In the, I think he's right. There's two ghosts. I think he's right about that, but he doesn't agree with all of his tactics because he's too right. soft or whatever. And yeah. I, so I thought that was kind of cool. He calls the ghosts EFDs, evil fully determined. Yeah, <laughs> evil fully determined. And I thought one of the funniest parts of the movie is the whole exchange with getting into Dan's art. Oh, yeah. The, the circles. Yeah. <laughs> and the way it comes back later is great. The whole yeah, thing. He's talking about the inverse of being born. He's like, oh, right. so blacked out circles. Okay, enough of the art chipper jabber. Right. Yeah, he, <laughs> asks, he goes out of his way to ask him. He goes, well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested enough in art. To know that uh, I'm curious about, you know, what what this stuff means. Yeah. Then he explains it to him what the inspiration is, and he did, then he blows it off. <laughs> okay, enough for the Archer of Jabber. What? You're the one that asked him. It was fucking great. But it's interesting. It's that's. Yeah. I mean, that whole backstory about it and the time frame of which he got into the art. It all starts to play right. a part into ultimately how you interpret the film. It comes in later. It does. Yes, it does. And. Yeah, that's it. It's all about the interpretation. But I don't want to slight. Compl- I don't want to gloss completely over that first guy. What was the first guy's name? Joey. Because Joey. Who? Joey. Because his presentation, and he says it to it exactly. He, he and, you know, Dan says it. He goes, "This is the." Guy. He goes, "I don't know if I'm buying this guy." He tells us, goes, "This is the kind of guy you have a beer with. He doesn't come and <laughs> get ghost out of your house because he's so nonchalant." But you know what? Perfect. Like I, again, when we go into spoilers, I've got something about that too because. I, I, I really do think uh, there's a lot there's there, and I just want to, yeah. I, uh, I agree. And then when you see Oz, and then he tells him, like, you know, I saw Satan. And so right, we, we, they have a lot of exchanges. There's a lot of dialogue here, but it's I find it boring at all. At no, all. not at all. The and dialogue's I, I, I watched it again, and I actually recommended it to a couple of people already because I just said, no, I like Everything I saw here is exactly what I like to see in a movie. So uh, when he says, I saw Satan, he goes, you saw Satan? Yep. Straight up saw the goofball. I fucking yeah. lost my mind. Rewound straight that twice. Saw the goofball. <laughs> yep, yeah, straight up saw like, the goofball. And he goes, you know, Halloween. He's the one he's describing the way he looks and stuff and some of the things he says. Oh, it's he says Halloweeny. Yep. Yeah, he Halloween. says Halloweeny. He says Halloweeny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. But then the story's oh. changed. He's like, all right, so it's not actually true. I actually fucked Satan. <laughs> and it gets really dark and twisted. Yeah. And all crazy shit. Like very yeah. the invitation the story just... for, or, or or like I said, like when it just focuses on someone telling the story and you're like, uh, you probably shouldn't be telling the story. But Dan <laughs> just sort of says, okay, uh, like he, he it's he's weirded out and, and then it yep. becomes more, I mean, I'm trying to be, I guess I'm being cryptic. Like I always say this because I'm trying to avoid going into spoiler territory. But the relationship builds. So he tells that bizarre story that gets really deep into a dark place in Oz's past and maybe creates <laughs> his character, what he is now. Uh, and yeah. it gets darker and, and weirder or more bizarre as the movie progresses. Yeah, they're opening up to each other because they're at the cabin by themselves. The wife and son are coming up over the weekend. So they're there for like five days by themselves. So it's very dialogue driven, telling each other backstories, then admitting certain things that aren't true and this and that. Uh, Such talking about what he's going through in his personal life. And, you know, then they just have a lot of comedic exchanges. You know, they're they're going through all the different traps, which are funny. They catch a ghost, and you know, don't don't let it touch your body. Don't let it touch your body. Got to be fifteen inches away. <laughs> got to be yeah. Got to be fifteen inches away. And then they celebrate. They're drinking the canned wine, and oh, Dan's yeah. like, Dan's freaked out at this point. But then he's like, I'm starting to like this wine. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. His reactions are great, though. Yeah, he's no, like, he's even terrific. when he's like, you know what, we got to be done. 
Like every other movie, they, they prolong right. it and whatever. Dan's like, no, I need you out of my house. Uh, you know what? I just have to be done with this. Today's it's free. And then also yeah. so it's like, today's free. I'm, I'm going to be like, it's not about the free. And then he catches him naked. <laughs> oh. oh, man. There's so, much cra- there's so much craziness here, but it all... You know, there's, it's all needed, and ultimately you have to get to the the you know the end question of do you buy everything that Oss is doing and saying and his conclusions, what, what he figures out in that in a sense drunken state. True, because yeah. he's pounding back, yeah. pounding back vodka at that point. Irish and, coffee in the morning. Yeah, you know? oh that's great. <laughs> I haven't had one since uh, well yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> it's yeah. True. <laughs> Not not only that, but uh, even though, and again, they they couple that with the fact that he's his actions later on. Uh, you know, I'm gonna save it for spoilers. I'm gonna yeah. save it for spoilers. I don't even want to say anything because I was a little worried when we were talking about like. I mean, you have to do a non-spoiler version, but really, the last act is what we need to really. That's where a lot of the conversation falls, as in between us, and of course, it's a spoiler spoiler ridden. Because I don't right. know much more of what you can say. I'm trying to lead up to it because ultimately yeah. you're, you've, you have to try to find out if do you side with what Oz is doing or do you believe that he's insane? Yeah, well, they give you enough to, to know that or he's going through, a tough t- going through a tough time. The, the whole scene with the, the stripper was was an interesting scene. And he's, you know, yeah. he's obviously desperate for a friend. He, he really, really falls for Dan. And when Dan sort of rejects him, he sort of kind of falls off. But at the same time, Things he's saying and points he's making make sense, and they're showing certain scenes of dialogue and certain scenes of action that align with with his theories. So again, like Christian says, it is totally up to your interpretation of where it goes in the final act. But well, after but that's that the beauty of it. Scene, after that stripper yeah. scene that you brought up, we get a couple things. First, is he embarrassed by his actions the next day, in which he then describes that he feels like he was possessed that night, right? Mm-hmm. And then B. When we when we do cut to him lying on the bed, we get that first sound effect of that burning yeah. sound. Yeah, and, and yeah. that reappears yeah. later. What does that mean? And I've got my theory on on, on what it is, like uh, which again I, we can't get into now because it's spoiler yet, territory. Yeah. But yeah. the movies the movie is thoroughly intriguing. Uh, great performances. It's a one set fucker. <laughs> for the most part yes it does go into like we have an office scene where he talks to his agent we've got him at uh we've got them at uh hanging rock i forgot the name of that place uh it had a really weird name oh yeah um, yeah that place they went to with the rock and, and then ultimately yeah. it's in their in his summer home for the mo- right. majority of the movie uh yet it doesn't overstay it's welcome it's an hour and a half long it's not one of these mm-hmm. hour and 15 uh minute movies i found it paced perfectly for the yeah, type of too. film it is. And people were, I guess some people thought they were going to see a comedy because when I read reviews on this movie, people were like, this is not funny. How could they say it was funny? This is not a horror movie. How could they say this is a horror movie? I thought it was a perfect blend of a dry comedy meets horror. I thought it was a Christopher, yeah. Christopher Guest movie without it being a found footage mockumentary, but the style of comedy that was delivered, delivered but as if it was regular dialogue, regular exchanges, not like a waka waka, hey, look at me, I'm trying to be funny, but like, Straight up right. saw the goofball is a fucking ridiculous <laughs> line, but he says it straight. Right. He says it straight, and there's all those exchanges throughout the movie that are exactly like that. Right, but it works for him. He's a, he's a strange yeah. character. It, you, you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. You don't you know you don't you don't know what to think about him. And I think we should let the listeners know that this 
as this is going on, Dan doesn't really have permission from his wife to be doing this. He's he's kind of bullshitting her. You know, he you know yeah. and you could there's a lot of stuff about their relationship that that, that kind of goes. And honestly, that it's kind of like the way I see a lot of married couples, you know, where the guy kind of has to ask permission in, in a matter of speaking and ask busts his balls about it, but he knows that's how it is, and who's he to say anything because he's his freaking wife ends up dumping him, you know, but this is going on. Because the first person that they hired was – it was the wife's idea, the guy that – the nonchalant guy. Then the second guy, when Asp comes in, he meets Asp, but his wife and, and son are in L.A., and he's like you know, at the summer place. you know. And he doesn't – he has to kind of keep a charade going where he tells his wife, okay, we'll figure it out when you get back. But in the meantime, Asp is pressuring him, so he just says, okay, yeah. just do what you got to do. We're going to stay here all week. So he's on this little – sabbatical from his family trying to get this taken care of because he's the only one seeing these ghost things he actually sees a couple things you know he has this ability to see these ghosts where the other people in his house do not so he sees this ghost so they kind of freak him out but no one else in the house can see them so they don't affect them the same way so he has to kind of do this behind their back and at one point you know she says we're gonna come up there and he's like no 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 i'll come there tomorrow and he's trying to find ways to stall it and it's like he wants to figure out the ghost problem and he wants to figure out the us problem because he doesn't know if he believes us. And I think his problem is this. There's things happening in their relationship in the evening when they're drinking. And then the next day when morning comes, Dan is sobered up and, and feeling different. And it seems like he wants to be done with this. But somehow he keeps breaking down and starts drinking with us. And then the relationship seems to change. That's mm-hmm. what I noticed. Doesn't he get crazed out? See, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm confusing the scenes of the drinking. I thought the drink, no, the, the drink to celebrate because he fake head fakes it that he scared yeah. the ghost away. Yeah, the second ghost because he right. wants him out. He saw he at that point I think he thought Oss is back. He so sets Dan, him up. Dan peeks out, sees him doing that ghost trap where he's like calling him a, a bitch, a whore, or whatever like that, and right, drinking right. his blood and and right. fighting, drink this, you bitch, or whatever like that. Yes. And, <laughs> yep. and then whatever and he and Dan sees this and it's like this guy is bat shit insane and i think he's made up his mind at that point and that uh so he he tries to fake that the ghost left uh and then the celebrate out out. yeah yeah they drink they drink and i think dan's reaction the next morning is like uh okay good he's gonna be gone today i'm okay i'm happy i'm sobered up and, and whatnot and of course it doesn't it doesn't go quite that way but he wants him out before that, and he lets his guard down when he drinks because he starts doing the shots. And he, when he goes into that duck mode, and then he really is heading up. He saw him naked first thing in the morning. Yeah. Well, that duck thing was fucking great. I can't even freaking do it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so, enough, enough. 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 <laughs> but then after he starts drinking, then you see him in that scene. He's like, I'm starting to like this wine. Like you yeah. said before, yeah, 10 minutes well. before, we see them earlier on in the night, and he's like had enough of them. But then... He keeps letting his guard down, and he has a few drinks, and it's like, you know what? Fuck it. This is like boys' week. I'm away. I'm on vacation. And yeah, this guy's weird, but I've also had bonding moments with him, so maybe I'll yeah. give him another chance. And at exactly. some point, here and here's the downfall of him, and it's it holds true in real life as well. Once you start getting in with the pity, then then you got a problem because he's like he he at, at, at one point he pities us and he even says he goes ah oh, poor bastard he says because yeah. he, he thinks he has mental problems or something his wife just left him whatever he's got some issues whatever but that's his weakness is that he has sympathy for him and it ends up backfiring essentially you know yeah and I'll leave it at that with that I don't want to say too much but 
very enjoyable film. You know what this reminds me of, honestly? This And it's not the same type of film completely, because there's not comedy in the other one or anything like that, but this is kind of like this year's The Invitation. That's what it reminds me of a little bit, that type of film. Oh, maybe that's why I liked it so much. I, I, I didn't get that vibe, but I, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Not, not that vibe per se, just... I can't even explain why, but if I had to compare it to a movie from last year, that's that's what it kind of reminds me of a little bit. Just I know what you're saying. Attention. I was getting I, I was getting a sense of funny games at one point. I was like, oh fuck, this is this is about to get really really dark. But uh, and definitely creep, hundred percent creep. Yeah, yeah. And, and it builds. The whole movie is a slow build. With there are segments in it that will. Uh, that keep the story going. So I'm not saying it's all dialogue driven. There, there are definitely moments of tense, uh, of tension and whatnot, and scares. But then the whole last—I don't want to say act, but like, yeah, maybe the last act, the, the uh, definitely the final ten minutes are really, are really intense. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I like it when he says, "I don't care." When. <laughs> Towards the end, when when Asa's telling him, "Wait a minute, this is going on. Your son, this is happening. This is happening. Uh, this care. is going to happen." Yeah. And he's like, "I don't care." Oh, it's great. <laughs> it was just well, that's it. Though. That was reality. Like when at that point, I'd be the same way. Get out. I fuck. Oh get yeah. The hell out. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Out. 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 Oh yeah. Done. I, I thought it was very realistic, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't care. And then he goes, that didn't happen at all. Remember, he goes, remember you said that when you did this? you When you drew the picture the first time, you you got, you got saw a light or you went into a trance? He was like, that never happened. I did not say that. He, told <laughs> he finally gets to the point where he's just fucking had enough and he's not backing it out. It's great. But then the dumb son of a bitch, sympathy ultimately gets him. Uh, I mean, I'll say uh, it was a full head explosion for me. Yeah, me too. I'm just about there too. Yeah, I'm just about full head explosion. Yeah. I'd say that. So. so it's a definite check out, everybody. Check oh, it without, without. out. Definitely check it out. Yes. Another evil. So uh, I guess we'll wrap it up. And like last time, spoilers will be after the uh, the outro music. And uh, we'll see you guys on the other side if you want to stick around for spoilers. If you're not going to stick around, thank you for joining us. I'll leave it at that. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with a similar show uh, in a couple weeks. An old and a new. Maybe a guest star. We'll see. You guys got anything else? Oh man, hit the music. Spoilers. This is what it's all about. This is why Jason wanted to talk about this because he was trying to have his own interpretations. And boy, there's a lot to get into. You can you argue believe? both ways. You can argue probably both ways on this and it'd be believable. Not go I both think... ways, Brandon. Don't, don't get it confused. <laughs> Stop salivating. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm just going to sum it up. And I think you were kind of hinting at it, Christian, earlier. Yeah. I basically think that what the first guy did, the nonchalant guy, Joey, that's the truth. Bang on. Yeah, he was bang yeah. on. They're yeah, good. he and, was bang and, on. And you, know, and you know what solved it? they I helped him. I didn't even think about this. They trapped the ghost, supposedly Oz did, 
and but then he was buried back it. At the end. He was the one that helped them and dropped yeah. the key. So he never was trapped. He never was buried. He was no, playing he out. Dave came out and helped them. So right, that that scene alone sums up everything that Oz was a bullshit artist, didn't trap a ghost, faked the whole thing, and that yeah. was because they were saying he the even, girl was the one that was left. Oz even says that at one point, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Right, and that makes sense, but I think that he isn't a bullshit artist. I, I don't think, think he's that, a complete bullshit artist. No. I just think that what it's happens a lot of guesswork. Is, with the coupling, with the drinking, when he's coming up with all these scenarios, when he's acting out on preventing these scenarios, he's trying to do it in a manner without hurting anyone. He's genuinely not a bad guy. He's just so, I think, unhinged from his life. He's just so down in the dumps with everything. That he needs a friend. He needs he needs a victory. And he feels like this might be his big opportunity to save him. That he loses sight of whether or not it's real. Now the music, the uh, the burning sound, is another whole interpretation. I take it that, again, I, I'm kind of there with you. That the, the first guy, Joey, was sort of right on the spot. And that Oz was just overreacting. Because he sort of snaps out of the burning scene in the, uh, in the jail cell with a cigarette. It makes it seem like he took this took Satan from from jazz, but I don't think so. I thought his whole character was a charade. charade. We're talking about a charade. I think his whole character is one. The the funny thing, the the three things that I'm just curious about, and it could be easily explained. Well, one of them is weird. One of them is the director's choice of opening the movie with the son doing that. Because yeah. ultimately, Oz that, that Oz had nothing to do with it. We weren't introduced to Oz there. He opened him up as this possibly monstrous being who then Oz pinpoints as being possessed by Satan at the end of the movie. And, yeah. and, and then comes up with this whole scenario in a drunken stupor, but his whole scenario of how he became that way, which holds water. It can make sense because when they went to that hanging rock yeah. place or whatever like that, he, he, he was sober. Yeah, he was he, sober. He when threw up. Yeah. So... Why yeah, did he, he throw did. up there? Did he actually get a, a weird feeling there and throw up? Or was it part of the charade and he was able to make himself throw up there? And then who does he call that's father? Or is that all part of a psychosis? Because that father guy says, Kill Satan. Kill Satan. Yeah. On the phone. And he's yeah, putting he the there. straws in Jazz's mouth as if to as if we're getting the idea that he's going to bury Jazz and force this demon out through the straws. I thought they were sure that he could breathe through the berry. Exactly, the so he yeah. can breathe, but also the forces. And yeah. so did did the demon come out and go into us? And that's the whole interpretation of that last scene when he's in prison smoking the cigarette. He's looking at you, hear the voices. It sounds like, I don't know, like hell or whatever. Yeah, but huh. he, we heard that sound before when he was passed he was out sleeping. on the bed. Exactly. So was he possessed? Because he was saying he was possessed, and he woke up from that, and that was the sound that we heard. Well, he could have been possessed too that night because there were two, still two ghosts in the house, obviously, because they never trapped one and there was the other one. Exactly. So, so it's, then, it's so open. And then and then at the end of the movie, he's asking for the cigarette and that's when we hear that burning noise again. So you're right. Is that him thinking that he's possessed again and he's excising yeah. the demon or, or whatnot? I actually was done thinking he was totally insane. But now it's like he's not totally insane. Maybe something did work. He did say he was a good guy. Remember, in, in another comedic moment, I might add, he leaves those little fucking peanut butter right, snacks. Right, nutter butters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, beside him, he goes, I'm on the side of good. Your side, the side of good. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and everything. <laughs> I guess you could argue if it's all in their head and they think they've, they've got to do this greater good. But then, exactly, who's that father who says kill Satan? Is it all in his head as well? 
See, I think that part is. I think that everything that has to do with the sun, jazz, is, is fabrication. It, not not fabrication. He's not intentionally doing it. He's touched in the head. So, but I, I here's what I think. I think he does have second sight or intuition or whatever you want to call it, and he really believes that he is busting ghosts. Is he always? I don't know, but I I do believe he does have have some intuition here. But I also think that he's mentally deranged at the same time. So you're never really 100% sure. And I think that everything that happened at the end was the final desperate plea to come up with something. And I think he pinned it on on, on Jazz. I don't think that Jazz was possessed or any of that shit. I, I think that he's he just took it. straws? Like, I know. But yes. Like, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, was, for yeah. something that like, to, to help him stay, to maybe, to, to, to solidify this friendship with Dan. And yes, to prove yes. that and, he was, and, yeah. And he's a bullshit artist on top of it because that you could uh, what I got out of it when he was telling that story about Satan, and even when he begin in the beginning when he was talking about it, he goes I, I ran with a bad crowd he said I hung out with some bad boys and he says we would break into businesses and beat up people <laughs> push push down man. drunk girls <laughs> and 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 the look that freaking Dan gives him to me it seems like he's not buying it like that that's ridiculous a bad it doesn't even it doesn't sh- even make sense break was he even married <laughs> right that's what i'm saying like the charade could be so right. deep as he was not even married the, ta- right. the tabby cat story is all bullshit which because he just seems could like be. a bullshit artist the whole thing's a bull but he did supposedly excise the demon and greta's but then dan dismisses greta's believing in anything so maybe he didn't do anything and, and he was just that's passed true. on to a bullshit artist and he, maybe he believes he's genuinely doing it. He even yeah. gives Jazz the needles. And he's like, you'll receive the, oh, whatever, sorry. the 47 <laughs> no, needles. Greta. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Greta's friend was the first guy. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, Greta's yeah, friend yeah. was I'll us. Tell you why. It was no, us. it wasn't. And I'll tell you why. Because they're sitting on the couch talking about it. And he says to her, uh, I was thinking about going with this new guy. And she goes, honestly, she goes, the first guy, everything that he said, I'm comfortable with what he says. And she goes, and Greta swears no, by him. She goes, yeah, but Greta leaves with Atlanta, uh, believes oh. in Atlantis. No, no, oh, that, that whole right. thing was with his – no, that was whole, the whole conversation with the agent. That was his okay. agent friend, uh, not his wife. Yeah, he, I understand that. His agent friend referred him to us. That I got. But then the net, when, they, when, he, when they talk about it and he says that she believes in Atlantis, it's him talking to his wife. They're sitting on the couch. He's talking about getting a second opinion. And she's saying that he goes in and, 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 and Jim thinks that, that Joey is, is an asshole. And, that, you know, and she's like, no. She goes, Greta swears by Joey. And then she goes, well, Greta also believes in Atlantis. Yeah, yeah sorry. Sorry. No, that was yeah. the Joey. The Atlantis thing was Joey. I apologize. The Greta thing. Yeah. But the but the Oz assassin thing was, yeah. I, oh, I yeah, that was a different thing. story, yeah. right. Sorry. But but that's why the wife was against Oz coming. She was all about Joey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she was comfortable with that. But I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I still think the needle scene when he starts stabbing the kid and then he gets a glimpse that it's still the kid, he kind of like immediately stops like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, it, it's so open for interpretation. I think watching this multiple times and continuing to watch it, Paying attention, particularly to Asa's character, and really breaking it down will ultimately decide it for you either way. But I, I don't have one way or the other made up in my mind. I really don't. I, I think that he's a bullshit artist. I don't think he's, I don't feel like he's bullshitting. I feel like he's sometimes he is. Some of the things he says, you believe that story about about him fucking Satan. 
in that whole thing. I, I believe I he it. believes the dialogue that's it. Far too he, it's a psychosis. Be- it's insane. Yeah, I believe he believes it. I think yeah. he, he's like I think he's a ghost hunter. But I, 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 yeah, I believe that, and, and I believe then, he does have intuition. Yeah. But I also yeah, but but when you say con artist, I picture somebody trying to like rip off someone. I think he no, genuinely no, 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 no. believes everything he says. I don't mean a con artist. I mean a bullshit artist where he where he tells a story for attention. You know, like mm-hmm. like th- that story about running with the bad kids and things like that. I think he makes up stories, and maybe the thing about his wife. Although we do see him on the phone yelling about it and talking about the ring and all that, but who knows if that's true? But no, I just think that he's he bullshits a little bit. Because he's not 100% sure, as a ghost hunter, what works and what doesn't. So he just says things that he thinks are, are, are going to work on his customers. But I yeah. still do believe that he believes that he is a well, legit what, ghost hunter. This, so they didn't catch a ghost. But do you think the ghost was the one trying to get the, the food out of the thing? Or do you think that was all a hoax by us then? It could have I been us just pulling on the string. Yeah, that's what I, I think. That's what I I'm saying. And he's like, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. They trap it. And, and whatever, but that's what I'm saying. So he really just wants a friend. So I think he is just a crazy guy that wants a friend. And, and what we're doing is we're experiencing some of his psychosis, which he believes he's this ghost assassin. Uh, but then every so, so often he snaps out of it and says, "I sometimes it's intuition. Sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, right. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and then he, he has this lapses of reality, uh, but he lives in this charade. Maybe, which is kind of funny that we open on the family playing charades. Oh, yeah, shit. Charade, charade. Charade, charade. Charade you are. Well, that's yes. the thing. It's also, it's like he, if everything he's doing is a charade, wouldn't it be even crazier if in the end he ultimately unraveled this major plot you and see? actually saved them from, from a demon? That would have boosted my rating. I wanted a frailty ending. I wanted a definite ending like that, like we had in Frailty, where, oh, shit, Oz was right the whole time. Well, and maybe he was. Get it. You can still believe it, though. No, you know, I need proof. I'm not just going to sit here and guess and hope. I want definitive proof. I want to see <laughs> uh, the kid with an evil smirk at the end or something where the something The kid would have an evil smirk. Oz would because Oz took the de- the demon out of him. And Oz was the one staring into space with the demonic look, staring at the cigarette, seeing the, the fire in there and hearing the sounds. He completed the exorcism? No, he had to bury the kid, and he didn't. So he didn't complete what he had to well, he do. He did bury him, but not well. Not, not, not right. Well enough. So he didn't exorcise any demon. You I know think, what I'm saying? I think he would have done enough to exorcise a demon but forcing his hand because Jazz was covered in sand. Like, Dan had to uncover him and get him breathing again. Yeah, but wouldn't you have preferred... A definitive thing uh, yeah. like that, where where yeah, we see jazz. Yes. And like, oh, yeah, I kind of do want a little bit of a definitive ending, but yes. at the same time, I also think that it's maybe a little bit comical, but also just as ingenious to have it be that Joey, the goofball ghost hunter, was just right the whole time, and everything after that is just for show. That's and what first- it is, in a manner of speaking. In a manner of speaking, but check it out. I'm going to throw something at you. I know you're always right. A woman's always right. <laughs> Well, that's part of it, too, but no, no, not, not even. Brandon will appreciate this, I think. Okay, the whole thing about him quitting cigarettes. There's a reason for that. Because then he finally gets a cigarette in jail, and when he gets a cigarette, he goes into stare mode and freaking goes deep into it. Sees in the ashes, and I think it does stuff to his head. And then he, he huh. shakes it off. But don't you think that there? Don't you think that it's a strange coincidence that he's quitting smoking and he has that nicknip thing for the nicotine, but he's not smoking anymore? And then as soon as he gets in jail, he's like, "Fuck it, let me have a cigarette." And then when he gets that cigarette, it takes him to another place. So maybe he was trying to get off the cigarettes because of the effect they were having on him. 
Yeah, that's interesting. No, I do like that. I, you know, I really didn't even think much about it. I just thought at this point he's in prison. He he's given up on on quitting yeah, nicotine. But, he's just gonna have a cigarette. But yeah, but look what happened. He looked yeah. at it. He freaking and saw that shit and heard that that noise. And I'm thinking he actually saw stuff in there. You know, because they, they, they play it off like that. Are we supposed to be seeing demons in there or something? What's going on here? And then he just ultimately says, fuck it, and he kind of shrug, shrugs it off. I think that's like the internal struggle in him. And I think that's part of his psychosis, if you will, yeah. that one of the things, looking at the ashes in the cigarette does something, and maybe it scares him, maybe it's I true. love it. I love that, that Dave's arguing a mental illness ending. I love it. Well, usually, I mean, it's me who, usually it's me who always argues mental illness. Well, he, I think he is mentally ill. I think oh, yeah, definitely. He's definitely I, unstable and uh, unwell. But I think I'm, we're peeling back the layers here on it, you know. And I think that cigarette yeah. it meant something, you know, because it just so happens to be that he's quitting cigarettes. Then he gets one. Then when he gets one, he freaking looks at it like he's tripping on acid. I yeah, and it looks like it's like smoking itself down, and then he right. kind of snaps out of it, and it's normal again. And he didn't want but, to leave, and I think he just needed an excuse to stay. And I, I think yeah. everything could be explained. And and then when he wasn't getting answers, he turned back to. Alcohol, and then and then he came up with this whole scenario of where that where the sun found the rock, and and how that made him ill, and how he just started joining circles, which Dan refutes. It says no, that's not what happened. But right. he told him that's that's how it started, so he might just be refuting it because he wants him out of his life, like I like agree Dave said. Yeah. So all that could still technically be true. This guy was nuts, was desperate for a friend, was willing to do anything just to stay in Dan's life because he's just at hit rock bottom. But in the end, he ultimately solves like this huge demon possession could be, I tend to lean the other way, but I'm not, I can't be 100% definitive either way. I actually have to watch it again. Yeah. Well, I've watched it three times and I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm I at two. I loved it though. I really did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll watch yeah. it again this year. Yeah. In fact, Definitely. my rating actually went up a half a point. This was a surprise. This came out of nowhere. Uh, oh, you know, Jason completely. Lloyd mentioned it, and then boom, I was like, this came out of nowhere. And I saw that box art, and I'm like, do I have the right movie? And, right? Yeah. I did, too. As I was watching, yeah. and I stopped it at one point. And yeah. I go, wait a minute. It just doesn't sound like yeah, the no, Jason it was. I, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Are we, are we giving reviews, or did you guys want to say or ratings, or did you guys want to say anything else? Is there more we wanted to add here? Is there anything, uh, any points that we had here? You know what? I feel good with everything I've said and heard, so. Yeah, the dirty deck of cards was funny. (laughs) When he showed him the dirty deck of cards trying to get the devil out of him, that was ridiculous. Here, check this out. (laughs) Fucking some dirty cards. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, and then there there is comedy through it because he's like, now we got to bring out the big guns. And you're thinking he's pulling out like some sacrificial knife or something like that. He brings up a fucking nude wind-up doll. And it had like a dick. It, it, had, it had a strap on. Yeah. It was a girl with a strap on. <laughs> it was great. That was awesome. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Oh. Yeah, no, they kept the com the comedy is throughout, oh. but it's just played straight. It's just throwaway stuff like that, and you're either gonna love it or you're not gonna love it. But I gave this movie a nine out of ten. Nice. Yeah, I was at eight and a half, but after our conversation i bumped it up a half a point i'm at nine out of ten also <laughs> exact same thing i was at eight and a half and i'm bumping it up to a nine yeah so by far the biggest surprise of the year so far for me yeah and the yeah. funny thing is we would not have known about it if jason didn't do that thing on bloody bits and, and call yeah. us out thanks so, jason <laughs> yeah thanks jason's right because Somehow this got by me. It came yeah, out. And like, when I and when I look, I can't. I still can't believe it. when I looked it up and I saw images from it. I'm like, what is this? This looks like such a low budget shit comedy film. I'm like, 
Right. But man, yeah. some gr- really great performances from both our lead actors. And ignore Definitely. most of the reviews on IMDb. They yeah, obviously I, did not IMDb get it. IMDb always <laughs> misses the mark with people reviewing it. Whatever. The Listen most. to us. That's a <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a horror movie. Trust <laughs> our reviews. Us. Check it out for yourself. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we got that good rating. And I'm sure we'll be talking about this again later on in the year. Yeah. This is, this is my highest rated film up there with Devil's Candy right now. Beautiful. Nice. Both involve the devil. The devil's back, man. The devil's back and devils big and time. witches and shit like that's big. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we can wrap it up, huh? Yeah. All right. Good night, All everybody. Right. Yeah. See you guys later. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Roll that music. It The music already went. Roll nice. that beautiful. Keep, keep, yeah, exactly. Roll. What do you say? Roll that beautiful bean footage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Cut. There you go. <laughs>